live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Again, all the features we give away. uh, We will take your phone calls tonight about anything. There is a lot of news here to to get to, including uh, something from our friends over at copblock.org. We will get to that if we get a chance. Of course, your calls are the primary element. But there was actually something that went down here uh, yesterday in Keene, New Hampshire, that I wanted to talk about. It's been such an incredibly busy uh, activist week up here. The, uh, of course, couldn't the free- fit it in in one show. No, we couldn't do it all in one show last night. Uh, the Free Keen Fest was incredibly successful on Sunday. We had a dozen activists arrested also on Sunday at uh, the new jail, setting, a, uh, setting an activism uh, arrest record, if you will. And so we talked in, in detail about that last night. But that wasn't the end of it. The next day, there was even more going on when one of the activists who was busted during a cannabis celebration a while back, Evan, uh, who was found guilty, initially he had said that he wanted to appeal the guilty finding. He decided against that. He Mm -hmm. decided that what he was going to do uh, was turn in a declaration of sovereignty to the court. And I don't have the text of it here. I I asked him to post it online, and I don't think he's, he's gotten around to doing that yet. But he had printed up his own declaration of sovereignty, basically saying, I'm not part of your system. I don't consent to, to you. Uh, Sam, did you get a chance to read, read over it? Uh, yeah, I read that. Uh, so that was essentially the gist of it. And uh, at the bottom, there was a place for his signature and the signatures of wit- witnesses. So he, we came out to, uh, to meet up with him there. Actually, we were already there because of something else that was going on. Uh, but, uh, but we were there. We signed off as witnesses on it. He signed it. He put it into the court's file for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that was uh, th- that was on its own pretty cool because it was the first time anything like that has ever been done here. And of course, down the line, we've uh, we've got a Declaration of Independence that we're writing up at the the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We're going to have people sign on to uh, a Declaration of Independence, which will be very very similar to uh, to what it was that uh, that he did. Except I don't and, think we'll be file, filing that with any state, uh, with any government agency. So, well, um, the Declaration of Independence originally was sent to was uh, the King of England. So I think that it's fair Maybe. to uh, tell the people that might claim your uh, your dependence that you are independent. It's a neat um, idea, but yeah, we'll you know, that. I, I, I'd like to I'd like to cl- to clarify here. Neither you nor Evan have the expectation that somehow this is going to uh, to throw the, the the cops and judges. And oh the no, Democrats he expects to go to jail. Right. Okay. Just, just, I, I just want to, you know, the the idea of the declarations of independence and all that stuff. They're they're nudging on the edge of what uh, might be some people might consider sanity. And I just want to make it clear that you guys don't have any expectation that these are necessarily going to just stop these people. Oh, I don't think anybody. Yeah, thanks for the clarification. I don't think anybody believes that uh, that that will happen. That the government people will just all of a sudden decide to stop aggressing against us because we've declared ourselves sovereign. But, Mark, are you suggesting that people who might think that they're actually free and sovereign individuals uh, are crazy for declaring such? You know, I, th- I think that they're, it's fine, um, but it's, it's kind of like me going and telling my dog that I'm sovereign. My dog doesn't care. My my dog, uh, you know, d- d- yeah. That, but your dog the, can't read or understand English. Yeah. yeah, but but these people don't care either. And well, there's a they difference may be able to not read or understand English, understand but it, versus they can they understand, but they don't believe you have any standing. So 
It doesn't matter. Well, I don't believe they have any standing. Okay, so, so now you have two people, and one of them's thoroughly and well-armed. Yep. Okay, so are you saying it's crazy or not? I'm not saying it's crazy. I'm just saying it's okay. pointless. It's pointless to declare Largely, yourself sovereign? You can declare yourself sovereign at all. Writing it up and spending all the time giving it to these people, they, they, they don't well, care. Wait, wait, why is it pointless? If that was pointless, then wouldn't it have been pointless for them to write up their dec- Declaration of Independence and Constitution? You know, I, I'm, nobody expected it to work, right? I don't know what they expected. I wasn't around. Yeah. You know, they, it was a different set of circumstances. I don't know. So was that pointless or not? It seems what I'm telling you is it's sitting. That seemed like it had a point because it worked. However, I'm sitting on the other side of history here before it worked, so it doesn't look very like it has much of a point. Well, I think there's a point, because I think that there's uh, something meaningful when you write something down. I think that as somebody who uh, my whole life has been doing goals, I, I, I write down every week what it is that I want to accomplish uh, with my week, and normally I don't get to 100%. It's more more like, you know, 50% uh, or so. Better than most um, people. But, but, but there's something about putting those words on paper that I think makes something more concrete. And uh, that's just how I feel about it. And they would, I don't know what the statistics are, but I've heard that there are significant percentages of Americans that do not write down their goals, and uh, they just don't have the level of success that the people that do, and I don't just mean Americans, but people around the world, that the people that do write down their goals. Because you've got them in front of you. It's, it's there for you. It means something. I think writing down your declaration of sovereignty creates a record. It's more than just speaking it into the ether. You've, you've put it down on paper. You've made it more concrete. It's the equivalent of uh, talking about going to Mexico and actually booking the reservations and paying for the tickets. Even though the trip may be months out, there's a huge difference bes- between someone who says, oh, yeah, I'm planning to go to Mexico in two months and somebody who has the tickets. So there you go. I, I, could one have uh, declared sovereignty and still appealed one's decision? Could one have declared sovereignty and still uh, still appealed? Yes. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. If you're declaring sovereignty, why would you still obey the processes that you haven't agreed to? Then I would think that appealing would have been more effective because it would uh, cost them a great deal of time and energy, whereas giving them a piece of paper that they may read and then disregard or uh, not read at all and disregard uh, will uh, wouldn't be nearly as effective. So I would think that uh, filing an appeal would have been more effective. That's my two cents. I don't know if I feel the same as Sam on this. I don't know. That's a tough. I think that's a tough call for me because on one hand, yeah, you've declared sovereignty. On the other hand, they are going to force you into their system. Uh, and if you could appeal without uh, cost to you beyond the time and effort that you have to put in to appeal, does that negate one's declaration of sovereignty if one were to, uh, to go through that process? Well, part of what he said in his declaration is that uh, I haven't agreed to these, I'm not subject to them, and I won't be participating any further. So his was specific, you know, around uh, I, I'm not part of your system and I won't be here any, any longer. Mm-hmm. If he had gone a different approach, I don't know. I, I don't see point in, hmm. You know, I, I'm kind of going. I'm back and forth on it. I can because see the, the point the gang of ignoring it. The gang is giving you the option to still continue playing in their system. You could stop playing now, yeah, uh, or you can keep playing. 
I, I, it's a tough call for me. I don't know really how I feel about that. That's a good question, Mark. 800-259-9231. I kind of feel like uh, the Russell Canning situation a couple of years ago um, where essentially he decided, you know, I've gone to court enough with for these people for all these things that they keep on asking. I'm just not going to go anymore. I'm sick of uh, them, you know, dropping charges or, you know, continuing things and just all the nonsense yeah. that, the, the, that he had to go through. And he did have to go through a great deal of nonsense. I'm not going to dispute that. At some point, he's just like, eh, I'm not going anymore. They, they've got him. a silly kangaroo court. And then uh, the cops busted into his house and drug him off in handcuffs yes, and, uh, you know, actually caused him some pain and all that other stuff. And it, it seems like they do. that kind of, you know, settles that whole I'm sovereign thing right there to me. Like, you're not sovereign until while they're willing to, to do whatever they're going to well, do. You, what you don't understand, Mark, about sovereignty is it's a state of mind. It's a state of, uh, of, of, of being. It's not about what they do. They will do what they're going to do. Whether they have control over me or not doesn't determine how I feel, and it doesn't determine what I think. I don't disagree with that. And if my that. mind is free, then I am a sovereign. I don't disagree with that. However, um, like that... like. Uh, it's kind of that system didn't work. Let's try some systems that work. What do you mean? The so- declaring oneself sovereign, acting like one. No is one sovereign. said it was going to work. No one said. No one said that by declaring oneself sovereign that the government is going to go away. I thought we already established that. It's about yourself and how you think and how you feel about who you really are. It's about making a statement to the world. Then why would he bother uh, writing it down? It's about making a statement to the world and a statement to the aggressors and a statement to yourself. That's what it's about. That's why he bothered, because it doesn't take that long to write down how you feel and what you believe. Certainly doesn't cost the bureaucrats as much. Whatever that means, Mark. Well, it's cheaper to hire cops to come get you than it is to, to hold a court to try you. 800-259-9231. They still have to try you anyway, supposedly. More coming up. You can take tried. control of He's the guilty. airwaves. Bring up anything. I know you've got this thing against sovereignty, Mark. There's more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up, you'll be kept in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for our emails or follow our Twitter profile or you can find us on Facebook as well. All of the details are there. Get signed up. It's all free at news.freetalklive.com. News.freetalklive.com. And take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience a difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. There's also a proxy link beneath each search result. Normally, you have to pay for these uh, that, that service on the Internet, but StartPage.com gives it to you for free. Start their seven-day challenge today at StartPage.com. Yeah, getting a proxy for free is incredible. I've never seen anything like that before. 
Yeah, it's really something. All right, 800-259-9231. We started the show out talking about what I thought was pretty cool, and Mark is just deriding, uh, and, and you, you missed him shouting during the break at, uh, at Sam and I because he's so upset. Uh, you know, Mark, you're, you're, I don't know, Sam, if you heard the call with Dennis last night, but Part Dennis it, yeah. called in to uh, air his sour grapes about uh, the fact that everyone's not doing it his way. And that's what I heard from you, Mark, uh, was that you're upset that all of these people have gone to trial and none of them have appealed. Instead, Evan, one of the activists who was arrested for uh, for cannabis possession, showed up at the court yesterday. And rather than appealing, he decided to file a declaration of sovereignty, uh, basically withdrawing his consent from the government explicitly. I personally believe that's an incredibly valuable thing to do, not just on an individual basis, but also on a group basis, as we are going to do this summer at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Mark, would you say that it is also uh, a waste of time and effort to have, say, 200 people sign a uh, declaration of sovereignty or independence? I think that it's fine and dandy, as long as... It, I mean, you, you guys can participate... Well, is it fine in and what... dandy, or is it a waste of time? You were saying it's, it was a waste of time earlier. It, it's really close to a waste of time, but so is any kind of hobby, right? Any kind of uh, relatively pointless activity building uh, ships and bottles and things like that that's you know fine do it that's if that's what you want to do however if you have an opportunity to uh, you know screw with the court system take something to a jury trial it seems to me that the free state project has uh, had new hampshire as its home for five years now and the fact that uh, you know nobody at this point at, that i can recall has ever taken anything far enough to get a jury trial out of is uh, like it's sad it it well, what well, it, does is it bolsters, first off, most it bolsters the uh, herding cats uh, thing that people said about uh, you know the, the Free State Project in the first place. Getting libertarians together is like herding cats. Well, you know, here's another cat that has an opportunity to do to waste the court's very expensive time with a jury trial and tie things up for at least a day or wanna, two. How, well, instead, writes a on, piece, of, pa- how piece how many of paper people, out. All right, all right, all right. How many people have had the chance to get a jury trial in the state that doesn't even follow the Constitution when it comes to any dispute over $20? Uh, well, um, you explained to me that their their little trials uh, that they have this like, sort of preliminary trial, and then you can get a jury trial on the on the um, no appeal. no. In my case, I could not get a jury trial, no matter what. Really, all I could do is is go to their little district court, which is not even part of the judicial branch. And if I don't like anything out of that, I could only appeal to the Supreme Court on issues of uh, errors in law. Okay, um, I you know I, I don't know what specifically it's like in you your have case, to, you, but well, there, you have to have a felony in New Hampshire, or they won't give you a jury trial. They don't care about what the the Constitution and the Bill of Rights says. So even Mark with his parking ticket, that's yeah, gonna you're come not going to get a jury trial. I don't found, intend to get a jury trial. But wait, trial. if he's found guilty, he's a, if he appeals, it goes to the Supreme Court. It doesn't go to the Superior Court. I, I'm not sure in Mark's case because you might be the first Mark. You might be able to. Uh, to I'm appeal not going to lose. Well, we'll see about that. Time want to put tell. some Let's money on your it? phone calls here. I'm ready to put some money on it. 800 <laughs> I don't want to waste my time with that stuff, Mark. I don't want to waste my time. Uh, more coming up here with your phone calls. Let's go first to Steve, or excuse me, not Steve, Jim in Ohio. We don't even have a Steve. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WCER. Jim, listening to WCER going once, going twice. How about Frank listening to WCER in Canton, Ohio? Frank, you are hey, on Free Talk uh, Live. I, I hate to get into this, but, you know, the, the statement you made prior to the, the thing, you know, it's not the city's job, the county's job, the township's job, the state's job, or the federal government's job to make me feel better about myself if I feel miserable about myself. Neither is it their job 
to make me feel good about myself or bad about myself if I feel good about myself. So your statement just there prior to that conversation was absurd. What statement are you referring to? I'm a little confused. Well, you were talking about states' rights and this and that and about feeling if you feel good about yourself. What? Okay. It's I don't not, know what you're talking about. I don't think we mentioned states' rights at all. Are you sure well, you're listening you were ta- to Free Talk Live? You were talking, yeah, you were talking about feeling good or bad about yourself, and that doesn't involve any any. Right, I think what we were talking about, Frank, is people signing a declaration of sovereignty or declaring their sovereignty and and making uh, making it so they are more concrete within themselves about their beliefs about themselves. I don't think the state came into that discussion, at least not in that aspect of it, at all. So maybe you misunderstood. You can't. You're superseding and, and overstepping the boundaries of counties joined with the state. What What do you mean by that? Well, every state has a constitution. So, if you want to change the constitution, I don't. I don't want to change it. I'm declaring independence. I don't want to be involved in their constitution, their state, their society. I'm declaring independence. I want to opt out. How do I opt out? Move to Mexico. No thanks. No, I want no. to stay here. I was okay. born here. Okie dokie. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Oh, well, then you just want to answer your question, Sam. Thanks for the call, Frank. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Because, yeah, what, what happens when somebody is uh, brings up that age-old uh, argument of, if you don't like it, you can leave? Well, no. How about I don't like it and I stay and I do whatever I can within my range of influence to change it? How about that? that oh, seems well, they don't like that. They don't like that idea. Well, That's why I we, mean, you can do it, but you have to follow the process that the taskmaster has laid out for right. you to uh, get him to, to not beat you as, as badly. But boy, do they hate it when you don't follow their rules. Oh, yeah. In fact, that's the second part of the story. I want to get to it here in a little bit. It was uh, you were assaulted by one of the court bailiffs as we were up there. Uh, we were up there to accompany this gentleman in his declaration of sovereignty that he was delivering to the court, and we came in with video cameras. And of course, they don't like that very much up in the uh, the court lobby. They've banned cameras. But Sam, you weren't well, even in the they court. They banned cameras, but they've installed their own. Yeah, that's another interesting point. We'll get to the details on that here in a bit. Let's continue, though, with uh, your phone calls and talk to Kurt in Michigan. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Hey, Kurt, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind? Well, um, I called a couple of days ago to talk about voting um, and, uh, you know, more of an end, you know, end and means type of, of situation, you know, and I think that the focus of it ended up being on the ends of it rather than the means by which we get there. Um, after after my call, Christine, and you didn't refer to her as such, but I believe it was Christine Smith who is running for Senate, is, uh, has, and I feel has a vote vested interest in, in having people, you know, want to vote because she's trying to get into public office, called up with uh, a, uh, a, a scenario within which, you know, I, you know, if, if there's a bill going for you know, going through Congress that would increase liberty that I would you know tell people to not vote for it because it's not libertarian. So we'll let you address that here in a moment. Hang on. More with Kurt. 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up absolutely anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? 
Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there we give to you, including our webcam. Sponsored by MemoryDealers.com. The cam is there at cam.freetalklive.com. It's on the same page as our chat room, so you can watch, listen, and interact all at the same time. And it's all free. Cam.freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that uh, child special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to Jack all the time. It's kind of like... Rothbard meets Dr. Seuss. It's a simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples, and order today. Get a 10% discount uh, for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty, at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, we continue taking your phone calls here and go back to Kurt listening in Michigan on the amp line. Now, Kurt, before you get back into the issue of voting, and working in the system and all that. Do you think that, just back to our earlier conversation, which I, I know you heard because you were on hold, uh, the issue of declaring one's sovereignty, do you feel like that's a waste of time, uh, writing it down and, and putting a signature to it? No, not at all. I mean, I don't know. I, I wonder the effect that it will have, you know, on those who are in the system. But, I, you know, I, again, if, if, it, if, it, if it works for you, I think that it's something that you should do. Do, do you think that you're going to be a pork fest? Do you think you'll sign? It depends upon what it says, but uh, if it's if it's uh, if it's a good document, that I could very well, sure. All right, very good. You know, I I wouldn't say that I wouldn't sign this document with declaring myself independent. That wouldn't be a waste of your time. The putting no. the pen pen to paper and I said out your... that uh, it it is next to a waste of time. Oh, okay. so putting a pen to paper is not a you're, you're talking about a very small activity. Oh, I, I sign people's get well cards all the time. Do you think it helps them get well? Yes. Yeah, it probably that's does. Not, that's not a symbolic gesture. This is a symbolic gesture. This lets them know how you feel. Well, I think that, that I, actually there's something to the idea of giving somebody who's sick uh, some attention. I mean, you you bring an animal in to somebody who is sick, they get happier. They're more likely to uh, to make it through. Uh, you, tell, you don't tell somebody who's sick that they're going to die uh, soon because they might die. If you tell them they're going to make it through, they're more likely to pull through. Yeah, patients who hear uh, classical music during their operations have the uh, surgical staff talk politely and nicely uh they recover faster they have less pain there's a lot that goes into uh you know positive energy when it comes to healing people thank god kurt let's sign this piece of paper then we'll win <laughs> all right kurt well, state, of, state of mind is very important yeah yes. well so, the state of government is pretty important too so anyway go ahead with your uh, thoughts mark. On, on voting i, I guess i guess i guess what i'd like to, to steer this conversation is is you know again i like to ask questions can you attain peace through violence I do not think so. Okay, and I agree with you, because they are antithetical to each other. You know, it's, it's the same thing that, can you force somebody to love you? And, and I'd say no, because they are antithetical to each other. Sure. So the idea, the idea that you can 
attain liberty through democracy, I think is antithetical to each other. I happen to agree with you. So I think that voting, a democratic act, will not get us to liberty. I don't think it's very likely that it will, and I, th- I tend to agree with you. However, I, don't, I, I wouldn't equate voting to violence, and I wouldn't say that anybody is not liberty-oriented for participating in that, uh, in that system in the hopes that something good might come out of it. If, if your vote only only covered those who voted yes, then correct. But since since you know that vote is a, a measure of force on those who who vote opposite what you vote and those who don't vote at all, I think it is. It is no, the a, vote is a, not a force. force. It's not force when you go and you check a box inside a uh, you know a little curtained off area. That, that there's not force involved in that. You're not advocating anything specific be uh, be done that would be violent toward peaceful people. But I think what sure, hurt... you're, you're you're advocating that leader for that person. Well, or you're advocating whatever the government wants to do with that vote. That it will be applied to everyone. But I think that that again brings us back to this you know declaration of independence, so to speak, or declaring one's sovereignty. The 420 event, we have this little DMZ demilitarized zone where cannabis smoking is ignored by the government because they know they can't keep attacking it without losing face. So as more people that, sign it, it gains zone, more power. Though. It's only that zone. You can't walk down the street. Well, you right. Know, but it doesn't, you know, I don't think that I'm going to sign a document and the federal government is going to disappear tomorrow morning when I wake up. But it starts somewhere, and right now it's started in, uh, you know, at a certain time in a certain spot in this one small town. I think Absolutely. that, Kurt, we agree on some of the premises here, but the one of the, the critical things that we're not agreeing on is that I don't think that it's impossible for the system to change from within the system. I think that actually it's inevitable that the system will change as we change outside the system. So as we begin living free, as we declare our sovereignty, as we refuse to obey, as we non-cooperate, as we do civil disobedience, as the court system gets clogged up, as it becomes impossible for them to enforce these uh, victimless crime laws uh, into the future, Mm -hmm. they at some point will say, They'll throw up their hands, they'll say, screw it, or maybe by that point it'll become popular enough where it'll be, you know, people will have been elected to change that. And they, they will change, uh, that, that system will change, whether it's through some sort of explicit act of, uh, of legislation or, th- or through just simply the police deciding to adopt a policy of almost complete discretion when it comes to uh, enforcing those laws. I think that uh, the change will happen, but I agree with you that true liberty couldn't possibly come from working within the system. That comes from changing people's hearts and changing people's minds, and the system will follow uh, people's hearts and minds. That's uh, that's what I believe, and I, I think it's kind of silly to say that voting is, is violence or that you're forcing your beliefs on somebody else because nobody has to participate. They can withdraw their consent at, uh, at any time. But they can't withdraw their money. I mean, if... Without, well, yeah, they the could. Violence. They could withdraw you know, their without, money, but they're too cowardly. The well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, 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 am I a coward if I give my money to the guy who's got the the gun into my? Into I my am a coward because I I am a coward because I refuse to stop. I am not yet stopped paying uh, the uh, the property taxes. I am cowardly in that way. Absolutely. We're, but it's it's self preservation as well. You're doing what you need in order to, to sure, survive. but that's cowardice also at the same time. I, I don't necessarily believe it's cowardice. 
Well, I think it's self-preservation. Kurt, um, you know, to, to me, they the, the, they set up a system, right? And I want some liberty. I agree with you that uh, their system will not result in complete liberty. That that's going to take a that's going to take a lot of people being shown uh, how liberty can work, and uh, you know, you utilitarian kind of uh, use. You know, the way util, uh, the way liberty will work in the real world. And I think one of the ways that you can do that is by taking a government and moving it more towards liberty. And I've been working within this system that they set up largely. I mean, it's not like I entirely work within it. And in trying to make that happen. So isn't it their fault for having set the system up in the first place? And doesn't the, um, if you don't like it, beat feet, uh, doesn't that argument uh, you know, uh, work just as well for our side as it does for their side. I, I'm not following what you're saying. Well, if they don't I mean, like, if if they don't like the way that uh, government is going here in New Hampshire, uh, you know, ever so slightly changing more towards liberty, there are 49 other states that are less free. Well, as true as that is, but they would still be able to voluntarily join into whatever association they wanted, and if they wanted people. To all, you know, to, if they wanted to get with, you know, with other people who want to extract money from each other for, you know, what they would consider public projects or within their society, they should be able to do that. They just should not be able to draw me in without my explicit consent. Uh, nobody's sure drawing agrees with that. But the, the, nobody's saying that they should be, but they will. Okay, and that's that's the sort of reality of this not voting thing. Um, is that it's it's not effective. It doesn't work. I'm not saying that but voting works or is effective either, but you're the, arguing you're about, about this 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 razor thin line, and it's really pointless. You're talking about the ends. I'm talking about the means. You yeah. know, I mean, you can if 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 you get to some place that's can you get to some place good through through improper means? And and I'm saying I don't think you can. So. You know, I don't believe that that is the proper means. But to, Kurt, to, thank you. There Kurt, are the lots call. of things that have happened that are pro-liberty throughout the world and in the United States that have been that have happened inside of the system. Right. So yes, you can get somewhere better than where you are today by going through the system if by criminal, using whatever me, these mean these means yeah. are. If a criminal robs you, gives you the opportunity to have your keys back to drive your car away, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Okay, please give me my keys back." It's all right. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
800-259-9231 tonight. It is Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. Great liberty-oriented videos there, documentary-style good stuff. Make sure you go and take a look at that. We'll tell you a little bit about something that happened to Sam here yesterday. Uh, He was assaulted and uh, his camera attacked, basically, by uh, some court bureaucrats. We'll get to that story here in a little bit, but go to ObscuredTruth.com, ObscuredTruth.com dot com to uh, to enjoy his videos also our website is freetalklive.com and if you enjoy the program and you want to help support free talk live we could use three bucks a month that's all we ask for and it's not required you can use the website and experience all the stuff there for free the webcam the live streams everything is all free uh, but if you like that then we'd appreciate three bucks a month and we can take it via paypal or any major credit card you'll get uh, perks like access to the amp only call in lines the amp only forum uh, as well as the amp only commercial free podcast and more get all the details get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com amp stands by the way for advertise market and promote that's amp.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls you can call in about anything let's talk to joe in connecticut on the amp line hello joe Joe? You know, the, uh, the chapter, uh, history has yet to write the chapter on uh, individual sovereignty. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in a tight game, the coach makes a tough call, and it could go either way. If it goes well, then you everyone say, well, the coach is a genius. Yep. And if it goes bad, then you say he's a bum. So whether this is going to work or not remains to be seen. I'm certainly in favor of it. Um, and you have to take a first When you step, say when this is going to work, what do you mean? Uh, the, I'm sorry, the uh, declaring sovereignty. So when you say you're in favor of it, does that mean that uh, you believe it to be likely? And what does work mean? Um, well, it's not going to work in the sense that ju- I-, I hand a piece of paper to a government bureaucrat and they go, oh, well, on your way then. Um, but <laughs> it, Sure isn't. Um, no, and um, well, you have to start somewhere. If If... Right, that's, you do have to start somewhere, and what if, Mark, it does start to do that down the line? What if, what if they get to the, it gets to the point where there are so many activists here in New Hampshire, really, we only have uh, you know, a few dozen in any given area, right? Uh, but I mean, there are hundreds across the state, but the state's still fairly large. Uh, so what if you get hundreds of activists in the same area to declare sovereignty and to start acting free? And that you have things like civil disobedience where people go and get a bunch of parking tickets and take it all to trial. Or they go and they get speeding tickets and they take it all to trial. I'd love to see somebody or, take something to trial around here. Thanks, Mark. You should be the first. I, I, uh, I'm so, not. No, there are people that take things, to trial all, take things to trial all the time, Mark. You mean a jury trial. Anyway, because uh, people have done all kinds of parking-related things and registration. We've seen a lot of different uh, marijuana. Lots of things have been taken to trial. So people take those things to trial in mass numbers and just clog up the system. Eventually, it might get to the point where you could put a bumper sticker, sovereign, on your car or something like that. Or, or like, I, uh, like I've got the Shire Society uh, license plate. It might get to the point where they'll see that and they'll say... No. Whoa, 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 don't give them <laughs> tickets. Don't, they don't pay because what they want is they want to get people who will pay. They want to get the docile sheep that just want to, you know, go along to get along and uh, make it go away and will pay whatever the the, uh, the extraction is. And they get to keep their legitimacy and their credibility in the process. So, so I think there is a possibility that this could have uh, an expanded level of success down the line. But initially, no, it's not going to change anything. If you get enough people to sign on board with the idea of declaring their sovereignty and acting like it, then I think we'll see some changes. Any other thoughts, Joe? 
Um, well, you know, I'm in favor of anyone who wants to do any form of activism, whether it's out of the system, in the system. In the system is not necessarily my way, but um, I think the two most important things to do is, as like you said, clog up the system, take things to trial, and stop paying the fines and the taxes and everything else, because the government is completely based on parasitism and predation, and if you can take that away from them, they have, all they have left is a gun. But, you know, when they lose money, when the Roman army, when the Roman government couldn't pay the army, you know, they That's stopped fighting. Yeah. Yep. Agreed, Joe. Now, you said that you supported this uh, this activism, uh, this 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 gal, um, gal Evan uh, putting in this uh, declaration of sovereignty. And then you just said gal? this this guy. What I say? Sound like you said gal. Uh, I, I meant to say fella. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I was thinking about thinking ahead. So um, this fellow, Evan, who um, put in this declaration of, of sovereignty where uh, but you also said that you support clogging up their court system. Now, he had the opportunity to take something on appeal and then get a jury trial. As I understand it, you know, this I'm only taking the information as I as it's presented to me here. And um, I, I guess I have to question, like, is this a good bit of activism when it derails something that could be so effective as taking something for the first time, as I understand it, to a jury trial here in New Hampshire, some kind of uh, liberty-oriented thing? I think it establishes a precedent. What precedent? We will give you uh, silly pieces of paper if you uh, uh, charge us, and then and then we'll uh, do your time or uh, oh, you know give you, you meant, money. I thought you meant the taking it to jury trial. Um, oh, he's not doing that. Oh, I, I, I misunderstood. Um, if, if see, that's my critique idea, here. If I understand, if you have an idea, whether you want to call it sovereignty or whatever else, if you don't promote that idea, it doesn't go anywhere. So yeah. whether you're promoting it to your friends and neighbors. That's all well and good. Maybe you can get a, a few people, a dozen people, whatever, behind you. But if you don't put the system, so to speak, on notice, um, you know, in whatever way you can do, so long as it's peaceful, then really it's not going to go any further than, you know, a, um, you know, a, a fan fan group or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, Mark, in the sense that it, when they get Evans one form from one person, they're going to look at it, they're going to laugh, they're going to throw it in the case file and, and pretty much ignore it. And when they get maybe two or three more, they'll probably do the same thing. And when they get five or ten, maybe they're five coming in every week, I don't think they're going to laugh at it and throw it away, knowing that these people are not going to pay or going to force them to show their violence. What happens when they get a hundred in a week? You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, you're talking about a fictitious situation. I don't know if people no, are going to do that. I'm talking Ian's about been, the beginning um, of what's happening right now Ian's that been is likely to grow. For uh, years now, that uh, a couple, at least a year now, if not more, that he will stop paying property tax if he can get five more people to do it. And so far, I haven't heard of number two, At least maybe number two, not number three. Um, the people aren't willing to do that. It's right. scary. Very few people who own their homes outright. Yeah, if you can true. get that number of people to put in these sovereignty declarations, and by that I mean stick to them, say I'm not giving you any money, no matter what, come come heck or high water, I'm I don't not giving you any money. I think it has to start money. there. I don't have. No, to, I, don't I don't think don't. you have to go. I don't know why you're trying to portray it that way, Mark. Because I'm not I think, trying to portray it that well, way. That's it the way it was being portrayed. No, that's to me not just the way it was being Sam. portrayed. You're putting words in his mouth. What? Uh, you, you, just, by Please restate, Sam. By declaring sovereignty, you're not saying you're going to go to the wall uh, necessarily with uh, with full non-cooperation and civil disobedience again it's about a mindset it's about what you believe about yourself even though you've declared sovereignty doesn't mean you have to stop paying property taxes not everybody's ready to make that step yeah. so it takes time to get to that point i mean frederick Douglass was a, an american slave 
He read the Declaration of Independence because his task, his slave master, he got a nice one up in Boston that taught him to read and write. He read that and he realized, hey, this this should probably apply to me too. And he went back to a plantation where he started defying master and saying no and uh, you know, using reason and logic to say that, hey, I should probably have rights too as an equal human being. And they sent him to the to uh, Mr. Covey, the the taskmaster who whipped and beat him for a year back into submission. So he went back to being a slave. He went back to yes, master, whatever you say. And it and and it wasn't until years later that he was able to break that. But even he gave in. Hey, uh, Joe, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Mark, what I'm hearing from you is that uh, you, you've got you, you, you've got some animosity towards the activists. And it's not just the ones around here. It's the ones all across the state. I mean, the ones people that have been arrested for whatever or people that have been ticketed for whatever have just taken it to the district court level and they haven't gone any further than that. And I hear a lot of uh, a lot of frustration in your voice. Uh, well, I because see an of opportunity that. that is being squandered for what I you consider know what it's to be like a silly to, situation. Do, do you know what it takes to appeal? No, I don't. Okay, so you talk, you're kind of talking out your butt then because you don't really know what it takes. It either costs money, and I believe it's a few hundred bucks. I believe it's a couple hundred dollars uh, to appeal. And not everybody has that kind of money that they can just throw around on, uh, on this. And if you don't have the money, then you can fill out some sort of indigency form where they want to know all kinds of revealing information about you. So... Now, that's not to say there isn't a third option, and I've been thinking about this, but those are the two options that are presented to people, and you know how people are. They, they see the options in front of them. They, uh, they take what the bureaucrats say as the word of truth, even though they may not, maybe shouldn't, uh, and, and that's it. They look at it and they say, well, I can't afford this, and I don't want to give up all this private information in order to just have them waive the fee, so screw it. I'll just leave this where it's at. I think that, Mark, you should try appreciating these activists for taking things as far as they've, uh, as they've taken them because they didn't have to take them to trial. Oh, I they appreciate anybody guilty. taking it to, to court. But I and, think- and then I think the other option is to, uh, to write on their little indigency form or something like that, cite the Constitution, because it says in the New Hampshire Constitution that you can have, that you are guaranteed an appeal and that you don't have to pay for it. There's hmm. more coming up here. Uh, hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Of course, they'll just reject it, but it's worth a try. No one's tried that yet. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in, bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
Still have a pirate radio story I want to tell when we get a chance. 800-259-9231, but your calls are the primary element if you make them. And you can also visit our website at freetalklive.com where you can influence the stuff we talk about on the show when we don't have phone calls. Uh, so you can submit show prep suggestions uh, via news. Uh, you can use news articles or uh, videos or blog posts, whatever it is you put into the system. It appears on our site. Listeners like you can then vote up or vote down on how they feel about that particular uh, item. And then the most popular stories will be voted to the top of the website at freetalklive.com. And it's all totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it is in with you. And Sam. And Mark. Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. So, Sam, yesterday we were at the local courthouse here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, to uh, to provide support for a young activist who uh, had the courage to declare his sovereignty. Uh, He first stood up against uh, stood up and uh, for himself and disobeyed cannabis laws, uh, the the cannabis statutes, and was arrested for that. He went to trial, was found guilty was given 30 days to appeal, decided against it. He decided he wanted to declare his sovereignty. That's what he did. And it was during that declaration of sovereignty that uh, there, there were multiple activists, probably at least three of us with, uh, with video cameras, that had gone into the court lobby. Now, this is the same court lobby where you were arrested a year plus, ago, about a year and a, or so ago, mm-hmm. uh, for recording video. And there are these signs up, these unsigned orders by someone in the court. It was never really determined who. Nope. Uh, although you got an answer, I think, yesterday. Uh, but d- no, it's never really officially been determined because nobody signed the orders. But the order says that you can't use video cameras in, uh, you can't take video in the court lobby. And, of course, uh, just to add icing to the cake, they have put up their own video cameras now. So the government guys have their cameras up all over the courthouse and yet we're still not allowed to have cameras in the same room where there are at least two cameras mounted, uh, two cameras that may be movable. I don't know. But either way, they, they are surveilling the entire place. And, and it's important to point out that this is a common area. You have to use it to mm-hmm. go through to get to other areas of uh, City Hall. So it's not right, other like non-court it's exclusive related to the court. Yeah, right. it's a lobby. Uh, so, so we're there. He's giving this declaration of sovereignty. We're recording. Then the court bureaucrats decide to take uh, take issue with the fact that people are recording in the uh, the court lobby, and they start threatening people. Well, because people weren't really ready to make that stand on that day, they backed down at that point. You, however, were outside the court in a place where you had been told previously by the head of security that you could be, as I recall. Mm-hmm. You were standing outside the door to the court. There's a small window, maybe a you know eight by eight window or something like that in the door that you are recording through. And uh, so one of the court bureaucrats decides to wobble on over to where you are, or waddle, I guess would be a more appropriate term. Uh, and he start he goes out the door and starts having words with you. What happened there? Uh, gosh, I don't remember what he said. It was a uh, lot being yeah, said. I, the, the typical response is, well, you already know. You can't do You can't film in here. It's already been decided. The, the sign's up there. And so I go through the thing again. Well, what sign? Who, who sign? Whose order yeah. is it? <laughs> well, Judge Burke's order. Oh, so Burke's sign. Well, where's the signed copy? Have you ever seen one? Well, no. And then he tries to tell me that it's now illegal to film through the window. So I, there's a window behind me. I turn around and say, well, what if I was in that apartment building over there, had my camera aimed through this window, through the window <laughs> in the door, and was filming in the lobby? Would you be able to come into my house and harass mm-hmm. me for filming? 
What if I was outside on he didn't Central want to answer Square? That one, did he? No, he walked no. away from that one. Oh, you you guys don't make any sense. I'm like, yeah, it's hard to compete with logic, isn't it? Well, yeah, and then he <laughs> adds in. I don't know the exact where this one came in, but he adds in at one point that, you know, in paraphrasing, he said something to the effect of. Uh, well, you know, if you guys, uh, I, 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 I like a lot of what you say. If you, if you just work within the system, I might vote for you. <laughs> and then moments later, he goes in, back into the court lobby. Yep. You go back up to the window with the camera to continue filming. He puts his hand up to the glass. Right. And while I'm standing there filming from about six inches back from the door, he opens the handle and pushes it as hard as he can into uh, my camera. Yeah, he, me. he jacks that door open and hits your camera directly uh, with, the, with the metal door. And then he comes out and laughs at you. Yeah. And he did all of this in front of police who were in the lobby on the other side of the door. He knew I was there, so it was intentional. Mm-hmm. And uh, we start saying, hey, are you going to... This is... Well, he also was blocking the door while he's standing there telling me that, you know, he makes up the law and he does... They do whatever they want, basically, or whatever the judge tells them. Uh, there are people trying to get out. He's blocking the door. I allege disorderly conduct as a private citizen, which meets the statute. And the cops there don't want to do anything about that. She was standing right there. The cop was right there. One of the detectives from the local police Mm -hmm. was right there seeing the entire thing. And, uh, of course, they use their discretion every time when it's one of their buddies. The city attorney walks by. I say, hey, do you want to do anything about this liability? And he just thinks it's funny Mm -hmm. and laughs. Oh, you free staters again. Here you go. So that happened, and it was all caught on video. Yep. I mean, you got the footage. It hasn't been released yet. Uh, I know you're you're thinking of different ways to package it and put it together, but when it comes out, it's uh, it's going to be great. So thanks to that uh, court jackball for, uh, <laughs> and and apparently your camera is okay, but it yeah. did take a good hit. Yeah. Oh, it did. I, I watched the the footage of it, but I have uh, carbon fiber rods with pads on them in the front. So That's and good. my goodness, took the impact. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, what, a $10,000 camera? 20000 Yeah, somewhere in there. It's an expensive camera. It's a monster camera. And this guy took some jollies out of uh, Jack in the Door into it. He mm-hmm. really got off on that. And he Moments knows, after well, he, he tells get us... To, he doesn't get to act like, uh, you know, a lot of those guys in those positions, and I don't know this guy specifically, but a lot of them wish that they would have made it to be real cops. Oh, a lot of them they're, were real they're cops. They're making $10 an hour, a lot of them. A lot of them are retired cops. Maybe so, but... Um, it's true. I, it, you know, some of them really wish that they would have made it, you know? I mean, I've seen that phenomenon a great deal with correctional officers. So 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. And I just thought it was particularly interesting that it was moments after he tried to um, appeal to us by saying, well, I'd vote for you. If you guys would just work in the system, you know, you just if you just do it the way I think you should do it, I'd vote for you. Or I might vote for you or something. I don't remember his exact phraseology, but it was he was he was trying to dangle his vote out in front of us <laughs> yeah. like a carrot, like, oh, don't you want my vote? Oh, Isn't okay. that so important? We'll turn the camera off now. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apparently you think I can't count. <laughs> so that was the encounter. Uh, certainly not as eventful as the 12 arrests that happened the day before it. But I thought that the the flippant attitude, the rudeness, the uh, the assault, a clear case of uh, of assault. He attacked, I mean, essentially attacked you with a metal door. Yeah. And then when I pushed back on the door because he was still pushing on it, you know, trying to force me into the wall and I'm holding my camera, he warns me that I better not do that or that's uh, that's assault. (laughs) 
to I mean, try to defend yourself to, against, to push back and yeah. keep him from pushing me and and right. the camera into the wall and from between the door and the wall it's it, amazing exactly the same amazing. thing he was doing but with half the force just enough to stop him from continuing so the so we so then uh the the lady they probably cop, would have arrested hit you for the oh assault. yeah he yes. threatened to so then the female cop that was right there we again ask her are you going to do anything about this of course i don't ever expect them to do no, anything no. I mean, it's just, it's just their oath and their word yeah. of honor that they pledge to to do that when they see someone breaking the law right it's just for the effect of the video basically to uh, to ask those questions because you know what they're going to do she she busily runs out of the building basically mm-hmm. we follow her downstairs just you know peppering her with questions about her oath and all that and uh, she goes outside and a couple of her boys were waiting for her. a couple of her cop buddies were waiting for her in a car and she gets in the back like she's some sort of celebrity and they they peel away it was crazy Anyway, lots of fun here. You can go to freekeen.com. Uh, when the video is available, it will be posted there. Yep. Uh, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, Pirate Radio Story. Normally, you don't hear about the operators of pirate radio stations, but there's one in Worcester, Massachusetts, that has been profiled. And we'll tell his story coming up here in a few moments. He's a hero. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Family Today Tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll free 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. And tonight it is Ian with you and Sam and Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got our shrine of female listeners there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Head on over to Shrine. .freetalklive.com and see for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved. The details are there. Shrine.freetalklive.com For those of you who have uh, purchased Jurisdictionary at Jurisdictionary.com, I want to thank you and I hope that uh, I hope that it's been it's useful for you in uh, taking your cases to court or, you know, for that matter, watching over your attorney who's taking your cases to court. For those of you who haven't purchased it, Jurisdictionary is, uh, it's essentially public education for the legal system. They don't teach you about this stuff in school. They don't teach you um, the, um, the important ability to take things to trial um, in the American judicial system. Jurisdictionary will do that for you, and it can do it for the average eighth grader in less than 24 hours. It's by no means just for an eighth grader. I'm just saying that you know somebody who has an eighth grade education or above can understand this. It's Jurisdictionary at Jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231. I am, have always been a fan of pirate radio. And at a recent uh, radio convention I attended, 
that the the talkers new media seminars the the talk radio ev- event of the year if you will it happens in new york city and our lovely amplifiers wonderful amplifiers pay to send us down there mark you couldn't go this year because we had to split conventions you were at the liberty forum i was at uh, in new york at the uh, the talkers convention and so during the convention, I got to speak, which was great. And by the way, the video for that is actually up now at Talkers.com. So people can, can go and see that if they want to, uh, if they're interested in the kind of workings of the industry. But they basically, they put their entire, uh, they, they put the entire event up online for people to watch, which I think is really cool of them. Uh, and the, the, very, the very last speech, there was somebody who was talking about the future of radio, and uh, he's a, a, you know one of the big-name program directors in the country, in the industry. He's a real big name. And he had a pirate radio shirt on the entire time during the, during the speech. He had a T-shirt on underneath his overshirt or whatever it was that he was wearing. That uh, was, And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I asked him about it later on, and he was talking about how there was this pirate station out in California where he lives that had been on the air for a long time, and they got raided. And so he went down there to check out their studio after they had gotten raided. And he was saying really nice things about pirate radio. So it's it's nice to know that I'm not alone uh, in the industry in my uh, my appreciation for the outlaws of the dial, so to speak. But it's very rare that you actually get to learn something about a pirate radio operator. Usually, when they go down, you know, there's uh, there's a a blurb in the the newspaper about it or something. And you don't really get into a lot of detail. Well, Worcester, the Telegram, Telegram.com. And uh, by the way, Worcester is spelled W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R, the most right. annoying town uh, town name in all of New England, in my opinion. I think that I, I think they do it the same way in England, though. They pronounce Worcester as Worcester. And, you know, I didn't name this stuff, but uh, I, I have to agree. And I th- Yeah, War- Worcester. Anyway, the Federal Communications Commission has issued a second cease and desist order against a pirate FM radio station, which also is receiving criticism from a Maine South neighborhood activist for promoting after-hours parties. Flava 105.5, a reggae and hip-hop station in business for about two years, was notified by the FCC on April 15th that it does not have an FCC-issued radio license and should immediately shut down its operations. The notice was sent to station manager Leroy Simon Jr. at the station's office, located in an office building. (laughs) Located in an office building at uh, 18 Grafton Street. The FCC had sent a similar notice to Flava 105.5 a year ago when the station's transmitter was located in a private home at 4 Camasa Terrace in Worcester. So this guy, there's more to the story here, but this guy is great. He gets gets a, a, a notice. A threatening letter from the FCC a year into his operation. So he was operating his station for a good year before they finally got around to doing something about it. And so he just moves his transmitter to uh, to another uh, another location. And then it takes him another year <laughs> to come around and give them the same threat, basically. says uh, Said Mr. Simon, we are no longer on the air. We are not in business. When asked how the radio station could be out of business when it was on the air on Thursday and its website was still (laughs) active, Mr. Simon replied, I only run the internet business. The website is up. He refused to answer additional questions. The station was still operating as of last night, and the story was written just, uh, I believe, a few days ago. Yeah, the 24th. Flava 105.5 generally operated every day starting at about 5 p.m., 
Now, that's interesting. So they weren't even doing a 24-hour operation, although music could be heard 24 hours a day on its website, Flava105.com. Its radio signal could be heard in all of Worcester and parts of adjacent suburbs with local disc jockeys. The station played reggae, hip-hop, soul calypso, and other types of Caribbean music. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, it's up, that, that's Either completely way. up to okay. you. Yeah. So, uh, so clearly this gentleman, uh, Mr. Simon, was serving a need in the community, serving yep. a, a desire in the marketplace for this kind of music, this, uh, this format that the powers that be in the radio business at large have de- determined that oh, it's not commercially viable or whatever right. it is they determine about it. And that's exactly what they've determined, that it's not commercially viable, that they can't run their particular business model on, um, you know, with with that thing. You've got the general manager, the sales manager, the the uh, production director and all these other things that the, the secretaries, the traffic directors, the the, you know, the the jocks and all this other stuff mm-hmm. that goes into it. They can't make it work with their business model. Well, Free Talk Live didn't work uh, with the regular business model either. And I don't even know that we are, at this point, still not working with the regular business model. We never would have gotten this show off the ground had we not been willing to come in and do it for free for a big radio company in the the beginning. We never would have gotten this show ever. Uh, had we demanded a paycheck up front or something yeah. like that. I mean, so, and so uh, you, you know, you need people that are willing to try different stuff in the marketplace. And yes, some people want to hear reggae music. I, I mean, you know, what's wrong with that? The FCC served two other cease and desist orders to local unlicensed radio stations this month, according to the commission's records. So you're talking about three pirate radio stations down uh, down in the Worcester area. That's pretty cool. On April 12th, they issued a cease and desist order to the Word 102.9, a Ghanaian station operated by Kwaku Boteng, at, uh, also in Worcester. The station was not broadcasting yesterday, and no one answered its phone. The station's website, wordonlineradio.com, was still working yesterday, and local... Tr- Twee language talk was available at a click. On April 8th, the FCC ordered Jose Savala to cease and desist operating an unlicensed radio station at 102.7 with a transmitter located in uh, Webster, Massachusetts. Attempts to contact Mr. Zavala were unsuccessful. So usually that's what happens when somebody gets one of these threats. The news goes out. The FCC puts out a press release. The word is that, well, they shut down. So that's that for that station. And so those two stations, there's not much to say about them besides that, well, they were on. The FCC threatened them and now they're gone. But this other guy's station is still on the air. And so it's the pirate that continue to press on despite the threats of the FCC that are the real heroes. Uh, according to the FCC's website, operating an unlicensed radio station is punishable by steep fines, seizure of equipment. Which they can't enforce. They really have no way to, to enforce these fines. That's my understanding of it. And I, I haven't done a deep research into the history of uh, people that have been fined for doing pirate radio i imagine some people just pay it because they don't you know they don't know that they can't uh, be enforced but there's a there's a paper that was written up by the i think it was free radio berkeley people about the fcc and the fact that no one has ever really challenged this yeah the right to you know the right to free speech more coming up we'll talk more about it in moments it's free talk live this program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us, including various different ways to listen in. We've got uh, live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions, as well as our webcam and even listen lines, which allow you to listen in via any phone uh, that can dial long distance, and it's free. So go to listen.freetalklive.com, and again, that's listen.freetalklive.com. Mom shows you her love by cooking only the best. Do you want to know how you can uh, return the favor? George's famous baklava. Mother's Day is May the 9th this year, and get her George's famous baklava. It's walnut baklava with over 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. Shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. Order at mandrik.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. There's no C in mandrik. Mandrik.com. It's a Greek Orthodox Church has actually added George's famous baklava to its revised lists of new sins. So, George's famous baklava. <laughs> All right, so we continue here with a story about pirate radio out of uh, the Worcester area. There's a heroic pirate radio operator that is has been broadcasting for two years. He received a threat about a year back uh, from the FCC demanding that he turn off his radio station because he doesn't have their permission slip. Uh, but he did not. Uh, apparently, he did turn it off for a short time and then moved the station uh, and turned it back on. And apparently, he's not even operating twenty. Wasn't even operating twenty four hours a day, but. Even operating on a partial schedule, he was operating enough to build an audience, even just doing evenings, basically. And he well, had lots, lots of on. stations run partial, you know, they're, they're not all day. I mean, it, it well, happens. Not that many stations. I mean, daytime the, operation is common. There's some daytime AM stations, but not on the FM band, Mark. No, not on the FM no. at all. We're talking about FM here. Right, but I mean, you're just talking about where they have actual live talent in there and they're not right. just playing music off the computer. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah. This, in, the, in his case, that's what the, he's doing, and that's why he built the audience because uh, radio is mm-hmm. a personality-driven format. And he was also out there promoting. They're going to talk about how he got out uh, into the community to promote his radio station. And he's uh, apparently, even though the FCC has threatened him again, he's still operating the station. And he's claiming they're not on the air, but uh, when pointed out that the radio station was still on the air, he says, well, I only handle the Internet side of things. So apparently he's handed it off now to uh, probably one of his buddies and moved the transmitter again. But I'm not positive on all the details. Nonetheless, he's still on the air. His website, Flava105.com. So according to the story here at Telegram.com, pirate stations are not not unique to Worcester. Just this year, the FCC has issued cease and desist orders against unlicensed radio stations and then lists a whole bunch of other areas in New England, as well as dozens of other stations across the country. The chairman of the Maine South Alliance for Public Safety said he blew the whistle on Flava 105.5 within the last year and complained to the federal agency again this year. So it's one busybody, at least one busybody, yeah. who's responsible for this. And it's, that's the truth. If no one complains about your pirate radio station, the FCC won't ever find out about it. They don't have listening posts they, don't, they, they did a long time ago, as I recall, but uh, they don't have uh, near the amount of stations around the country that they used to as far as listening or, or FCC offices. And if they do have an FCC office, they're not listening and scanning the band for unlicensed operators. It's just not what they're doing. I mean, these are government bureaucrats. So somebody gives them a tip, then they typically follow up on it, but it takes them a while. Yeah, quite some time out. usually. 
So uh, the busybody says he has nothing against the station's music, but he opposes shows and after-hours parties that the radio station has promoted in the Maine South neighborhood. They can play whatever they want, he said, but they've been sending out slick flyers for shows in my neighborhood and promoting the shows on the air. Those shows have caused all kinds of problems. He said the radio station regularly promotes shows at a restaurant, which has a large function hall in the rear of the building. As of Friday, the radio station's website was promoting two events at the site, and the station was promoting a show at a club on on Main Street as well as a hip-hop concert in Miami. I'm not quite sure what the problem with that is. Anyway, the Worcester police... Well, he doesn't want this stuff going on in his neighborhood. Now, first off, what do you think the ethnicity of people uh, who are uh, listening to this station is and are going to these after-hours parties? White teenagers? Yeah, well, they may very well be white teenagers, <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you, it may be white teenagers, actually. But white teenagers are about as desirable as any other uh, ethnic right. uh, minority, except for uh, you know white people. And my my question is, well, what if say he's promoting a concert or an event at a at a bar or restaurant or or somebody's house? What does that have to do with what does the party getting out of control or causing problems or whatever have to do with him promoting it on the radio? He shouldn't be held responsible for the way his advertisers handle an event. Absolutely right. Uh, the lo- local police lieutenant said that the excuse me, the Worcester Police Lieutenant Johnson, the department's liaison to the City Licensing Commission, said he had seen Flavor 105.5 signs at some shows that had problems with underage drinking. And that, and that has what to do with the radio station? <laughs> Come on. I mean, you, Ian, you and I worked for a radio station group that had six stations, and they advertised all kinds of nightclubs and different uh, hot yeah. spots and, th- and parties and the fair and yeah. all kinds of events. Do you think that any way we would have been smeared if we would have advertised an event where people would have gone and then some of them might have been underage drinking? Do you think that that would have been mentioned in the news? No, not at all. No. It's ludicrous. Well, also, they were serving alcohol after they were supposed to have closed. It's, it's, this radio station is promoting anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the problem. <laughs> the fact is, it, wouldn't, it still wouldn't matter, though. I mean, no, I don't it, think they were running promos saying, come here, teens, and drink underage, or we're going to stay open late. Uh, it no. seems unlikely he would do that because it would bring attention to the, to the parties. It would bring unwanted attention. Anyway, the uh, police lieutenant said, we had some problems uh, about a year ago. They've apparently been doing some promotions for after-hours parties. Lieutenant Johnson said he didn't know of any connection between Flava 105.5 and problems at the restaurant, although he did note that police have been called there seven times since January. (laughs) Correlation is not causation. Flava's place on the dial has also been an issue for a Fitchburg talk radio station that recently began broadcasting its AM signal on the FM dial. The station's manager says, I'm not sure how much they were affecting us, but we might have lost a little audience on our southern end. It's fine if it's just on the Internet, but when you've got a radio station like ours that pays the fees, has a license, follows the rules... Pirate stations like this shouldn't be allowed to crowd our signal. They corrupt the airwaves for the stations around them. Hmm. Well, no, he's got a point there because of, you know, his signal is being stepped on. Wait a second. (laughs) Do you know where Fitchburg is? A long ways away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fitchburg's about an hour and a half from here, but Mm -hmm. it is a long way from Boston. I don't think there's two. Worcester and Fitchburg, not Boston. Worcester's not that far. Still, uh, it's not making that trip. It's not making that trip. There's no way. What What is he running? A 100,000-watt FM? I don't think so. It's likely an FM translator, so it's probably just supposed to cover the market of, of Fitchburg, I would so, imagine. I what, can look into 5, it, 5,000 watts? I can, no, 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 no. Translators can't get that big. 
look, man, we worked <laughs> we worked at uh, uh, 105.9 WYNF, which was 4,700 watts coming out of Inglewood, and it wouldn't make the trip sometimes to the studio in Sarasota inside the same Ten county. Watts. Ten watts. Ten watts. Did this guy say that it wasn't <laughs> that he might be cutting off some of no. their western or uh, their, their uh, eastern s- signal? He's pattern? got a construction. He's got a construction permit for 150 watts, and if you go to radio locator.com uh it shows that the blue signal there's different levels of gradation in the signal quality there's red there's purple and there's blue red is the high quality signal wherever you are in town whether you're in a car on a handheld radio you're going to get a solid signal purple yeah you'd be better off in your car listening not so great in your home blue you can't hear that crap you cannot hear a station in the blue signal range no. on these uh these signal maps not without and, a and giant the, giant antenna set up for this and the very southern tip of the blue signal cuts into worcester i I could I could be in their sister city of uh, of uh, Fitchburg sister city of Lemonster broadcasting on their same dial p- uh, pattern at, f- at ten watts and not affect their signal. Well, ten watts, but we're talking about one hundred and fifty. The first oh, transmitter was well, they, it's ten watts, uh, but there's a construction permit for one hundred fifty, so I think they're at one hundred and fifty now. Okay, now I just want to back one hundred and fifty is nothing. I want to back up to what the bureaucrats said about the after-hours parties and just point out that those are created by the government artificially setting this limit on when everyone must stop drinking, get in their cars, and go drive home, rather than just allowing the market to decide and letting the independent bar and club owners uh, set the time when they want to close, decide yep. when they want to stop selling alcohol, and uh, you know, make that have that freedom and and be able to choose for themselves. The toll free number here is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Whatever's on your mind, dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote the show by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a whole list of things that you can do there to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people on the radio as well. And one of the ways you can promote Free Talk Live is by starting your own radio station. If you're frustrated by the fact that your local talk station won't air any Free Talk Live, well, take matters into your own hands. Well, don't do what this guy did and step on somebody else's signal. He's not Find stepping a on anybody. A little, 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 little the bit. The station that was complaining, first of all, the station that, he was, that you're alleging he was stepping on did not complain. The, no, the, the no, quote they did from not the station no. manager is, I'm not sure how much they were affecting us, but we might have lost a little audience on our southern end. And we looked at the signal pattern, and they didn't lose any audience Well, not at from all. where he was broadcasting, but how many watts was he broadcasting at? The pirate? Yeah. We don't know. And, you know, if his pattern went northward, which it must have, right? It's pretty unlikely that a pirate's going to be at, at thousands of watts, though. Pretty Unlikely. unlikely. But he could have been of hundreds, and, and that would have been cutting off something. It, it's hard to say what his pattern Maybe. was. But, but you, you, you need to be very careful if you're going to do something like this. You need to provide a service, not a detriment to the community. This guy was providing a service. That You look at the comments, and people were saying they love his music. They love the station. Obviously, there are going to be the haters out there that are just obedient uh, state. That's not what I'm talking about, Ian. 
What I'm talking about is don't step on someone else's signal. And it looks like there was a certain amount of stepping that was going on. No, I don't think there was any stepping going on here because you're talking about a station that was in another market entirely. Within the market this guy was in, Worcester, he was on a channel that, that was available. I don't think that... Uh, that a guy broadcasting in Fitchburg and Lemonster can expect that he's going to have an audience in Worcester. It does he, seem unlikely. Right. It's, it's not but what where about his the, It's the communities is. in between that are really at issue. How much was he broadcasting at? How many of those communities would the uh, guy who was broadcasting out of uh, Lemonster expect to reach? And how many was he uh, stepping on in, in between? It's not, the, it's not Worcester and it's not uh, Fitchburg that we're talking about. It's the ones in between. I don't think that's really – I don't really think that's an issue because if that's a problem, they can put on their own transmitter and transmit to their own town. Don't leave it up to Ian's discretion because he's always going to go with the pirate. So – it's my advice to you out there, if you're going to start some community radio station, is to, hey, look at the laws about Part 15. There are always going to be transmitters be- in other towns, Mark. If, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, uh, if you're going to put on a radio station and you're going to broadcast to your local area, it makes sense to just simply broadcast to that area and not concern yourself with uh, the towns that are far, far away from you. I don't really even see why that's, that's something you need to take into consideration. If you can't hear something from where you're broadcasting then uh, I don't really think that's... You need uh, to drive your pa- signal pattern? You do need to drive around and see what's what's going on, yes. You need to drive around the town and make sure that nothing can be heard on that channel you, that you're looking at. You know, guys, I'm sitting back listening to this conversation knowing that there are uh, codecs and transmission methodologies out there that use multiple antennas to allow multiple signals on the same frequency or bandwidth to uh, co- you know operate without stepping on each other despite transmitting on the same signal. It uses you know, some complex mathematics and so forth, that hasn't evolved because of the FCC's mandate. So you guys are arguing about a government-created problem as to what's the solution when clearly freedom is is the answer. Interesting. To, to let the market decide, and it would solve this problem. It already has. It did it decades ago. It was AT&T Labs that came up with this technology. It's been out there. It's not getting implemented because of the government. Yeah. Uh, so I agree with you, Mark, though, that you should be a good neighbor. You shouldn't step on any radio stations in your area. But to worry about what happens out in uh, BF Nowhere as far as what uh, radio stations they can receive. The people in BF be Nowhere deserve that. to be uh, serviced by the radio Let stations. Let them service their own radio stations. They can put their own stations on the air. And then they walk on everybody else. Stay off the occupied dial, There's people. plenty of room on the dial, Mark, in yeah. most places except yes, for New York City. that's my point. If there's plenty of room on the dial, don't step on anybody else's signal. That's all I'm saying. But you can't really take into effect, into, uh, into account, what somebody else's signal is in a market you're not, you're not broadcasting toward. You need you're to drive your signal You're talking about fringe, pattern. people that are on the fringes of the signal. They don't matter. They don't, I'm sorry, they don't matter. If they, if the signal comes in when you drive your car, then you know that you're in an area where people can receive it. I'm not talking right. about fringe where people have to have a giant antenna to get okay, it. Okay, that's what it does. sounds like you're talking about. No, it doesn't. Ian, if you would listen to th- what I'm saying, the fringe it doesn't mean of it. this guy's Mark. signal was in another city. Driving between just around New Hampshire, I go from spots where I have one station coming in, it switches to another, it switches back. So this is happening today. I don't know why you're making such a big deal. Right. Does the station in Boston that's broadcasting at 20,000 watts that makes the trip all the way over here to Keene, New Hampshire, I mean, if you go up just a little bit in elevation, you can receive this signal. Do they have the right to cover, uh, you know, Keene, New Hampshire with their 20,000 watts? Or do I have the right to, once I'm over the hill, flip 
my antenna on and have a, a, a town that is somewhat nearby have an issue picking up a Boston radio station. What about the people that are used to getting that signal? What about the ones that have been uh, have been getting that signal all this time? Now, let's you, you pick w, you know, what, WBXY or whatever out of Boston. What if I've been listening to WBXY and it provides me with the service that I want and then suddenly you turn on long-haired devil music that you love or whatever it is, and yeah, I feel as though I, uh, you know, something's been taken from me. I have been harmed. I can see where you're coming from on that, and I don't know how the marketplace would uh, ended up handling that. Maybe Sam's technology uh, would would end up solving the problem. It sounds like it would. And, and I tend to agree that you should do your best to uh, to drive around the area and make sure that the the channel that you want to uh, to broadcast on is not occupied. But at the same time, there's only so far you can go with that. There's only so far out you can really concern yourself with. And if people in, uh, in fringe areas want to hear Boston radio stations, maybe they should move closer to Boston. Oh, come on. 1-800-259-9231. So you can learn more about doing your own thing over at pirate.freetalklive.com. We've set up a forum there and a resource with information about how you can avoid stepping on other people's signals and uh, avoid doing some of the technical problems that can, can cause issues that uh, might attract the FCC. You certainly don't want that to happen. And I think that there's uh, – so I agree that there's something to being – you definitely should do your best to be a good neighbor. But if you're on a, a crowded por- portion of the dial and Worcester is a little bit of a more crowded market than some other places. Yep. Uh, then you, you've got to do what you can do. You, I think you, you know, should I still don't be able know to put... what happened in this specific instance, Ian. Yeah. I'm just saying that you need to you need to be aware yeah. of what you're doing. Absolutely. And who's and who's out there? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's go to your calls. Ty is in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ty. Ty in Utah. Going once. Ty, hey. you're on yeah. the air. Um. So. Apparently the media is supposed to be unbiased or objective or whatever, and I realize every news outlet kind of has their own agenda. But um, I just wanted to talk about a website, um, which I'm not a part of at all, but I think could be a valuable resource, and I really want to get more liberty-minded people involved with it. Um, It's called mediafail.com, and basically, whether it's Fox or CNN or MSNBC or the New York Times, whoever it is, if they're reporting something that's just completely out of whack or, or incredibly biased, or they're failing to report things that ought to be reported and ought to be exposed, you can go on there, create a little, I mean, with your profile or whatever, you create a little uh, fail thing. You say, look, this, this uh, media outlet failed in this regard, and then other people can vote. And basically, whichever, whichever you know, story gets the most votes is at the top of the list, and that's a way to kind of expose some of the bull crap that goes on with a lot of the news outlets. Um, I've created a Facebook uh, So is this your website? This is not my website. Okay. I've created a Facebook group and page called uh, Media Fail Liberty Community, and I'm just trying to get people to join it, and then that way we can kind of expose, like if you see something in the media that's just completely out of whack or that's, you know, failing to to address certain problems, you can kind of create your own sale and then put it on the Facebook group, and then all the other people in the group can see that, go and vote on it, and hopefully this will make a difference for liberty. Um, so it's kind of a similar. US. It's kind of a similar site to. Uh, I mean, as far as the structure, it's like a dig-like site, sort of like Free Talk Live is, where uh, right. the amount of people that decide to fail an article uh, creates a larger number of fails and pushes it up to the top of the the website. Exactly, and. 
I mean, obviously the media is supposed to be this, you know, fourth branch of government, right? A watchdog on the government. So obviously they fail to do that, right? Obviously they fail to do that a lot. And so this kind of acts as a watchdog on the media, sort of a check on them. But apparently, the the problem is, is it's put on by some organization called Free Press, which I admit I haven't researched a lot mm-hmm. about. But almost all the sto- almost all the fails on there are coming from a very liberal Democrat point of view. And I you know, see. there's some. A lot of them have a lot of valid points. So you want to do a little bit of competition and bring more liberty, uh, kind of right. uh, more I liberty mean, perspective. Do you feel it's worth exactly. the effort? I mean, the site isn't, uh, I mean, it's not like it's the most popular site on the Internet. It's no dig. Well, that, that's what I'm, it's so young right now that why don't we just populate it with more liberty minded You want to get in on the ground floor. Gotcha. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. I mean, we don't have the most popular site in the world, but ours is uh, about ten times the popularity as, uh, as media fail. Anyway, more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is on the way. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live and you can take control of the airwaves we are launching into the third hour of the program 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And tonight it is Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us. Again, freetalklive.com. Our number here, 800-259-9231. carlosmiller.com is a great website uh, that I highly recommend people visit to get the latest on police cracking down on people with video cameras and that kind of thing. We've got a story from there I want to share. We want to take your phone calls first, though. 800-259-9231. We go to Steve listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Hey there. You know, um, last night, I think it was last night, uh, you guys were talking about cap-and-trade. You mentioned cap-and-trade. And, Ian, you said something like, Oh, yeah, well, cap-and-trade is just, you started to sort of get into it a little bit, but then you said, well, it's just another way of the government has to extract money from you. And I thought, um, you know, that's what it all really boils down to. I guess my call tonight is a, it, it has, it's multifaceted, but it all sort of hinges around the same idea, and that is that once you uh, adopt the philosophy of liberty and understand it, which, as Mark and you have both pointed out, uh, understanding it is, there's no more than just simply understanding that it's not right to hurt people or coerce them, then you can uh, you can pretty much analyze any issue and come to the correct conclusion with just just within moments. And I'll give you an example of this. I was chatting with somebody the other day about uh, this, uh, what is this net neutrality thing, right? I, I knew nothing about net neutrality, and I still don't really know too much about it. It's and where the government it. is going to force, as I understand it, is going to force uh, Internet service providers to pass all information equally. 
right. rather than possibly throttling certain things and withholding uh, certain services based on what they think is important for their customers and uh, the kind of services they want to offer, they will be forced to, uh, if this net neutrality thing happens, uh, they'll be forced to essentially treat every packet equally uh, that is being sent over the Internet. Right, yeah. And, and see, and I didn't know a whole lot about it. and So I just started asking this guy. He, he said, well, it's the most important thing we can do. You know, or else the internet's going to go kaput or whatever. And I said, "Well, explain to me how it works and why do you why do you support it?" And basically, it came down to the idea that he didn't want to he didn't want private businesses. Which, when you say a business, you're talking about individuals. That there's mm-hmm. individuals behind those businesses to have the freedom to to uh, to decide what content they wanted to put on, make available through their uh, through their ISPs or through their search engines or whatever. And I told him, I said, well, you, you don't believe in freedom. Well, yeah, I do believe in freedom. That's, that's why. But the, the thing is, is that just, just by understanding the, the idea that, well, you shouldn't coerce people, you shouldn't harm people, uh, it, it automatically led me to the correct conclusion that the net, this net neutrality thing is no good. The same thing with you with cap and trade. I mean, I don't know a heck of a lot about cap and trade, but heck, if anybody came up to me and started saying, oh, yeah, well, we need cap and trade because of blah, 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 Man, I tell you, just just like that, just within seconds, I would be able to figure out which side of that issue I I was. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hear on. I hear what you're saying, and it's uh, it's akin to pointing out the gun in the room when with uh, right. you know other actions and just taking it back to well, it's it's wrong to initiate force. Uh, net neutrality, however, is kind of like the abortion issue for me anyway. I. I see the point of yeah, private property owners, the ISPs should be able should be able to decide what they want to transport, how they want to uh, give priority to packets. If you're doing a a uh, VoIP uh, video call, making sure that those packets arrive on time and in order is far more important than if it's music streaming or if it's just uh, web, web traffic. Page. Yeah, you can wait for that. Um, and at the same time, so I, you know, I want that. I don't want to see the internet turn into like cable TV where you have 40 channels. You can go to Google, you can go to Yahoo, uh, or, uh, YouTube videos. But to what watch is the that likelihood of that? I mean, that's, that's kind of the scare tactic, right? For this, the, for the promoters of net neutrality, but for all the scary things that people are saying, well, oh, they're going to cut, they're going to do this. They're going to prevent that. They're going to prevent that. I've got uh, Verizon DSL and they haven't stopped or what was formerly Verizon. They were, they were sold, but uh, I've got DSL by the phone company and I operate VoIP lines over it. They haven't blocked that out. Uh, and despite all the talk about blocking BitTorrent, that hasn't been blocked out. So I don't I don't know what what all the scariness well, is. The, I mean, you've got reason, competition in 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 internet. So these uh, internet companies are they can't crack down on content because then everybody's just going to go elsewhere. The reason that those haven't been blocked yet is because technology is not there. That was one of the things that I was working on. It's called DPI DPA, uh, deep packet inspection, where they're actually taking the traffic as it's coming down the pipe, they can redirect it through one of these uh, sandbox uh, DPI, DPA box, where they look at it by protocol and, and separate out the VoIP traffic, send it down one network, separate out the video traffic, the mail traffic, whatever. And then with DPA, they can actually go into the packets and look at from what website. But you have to realize, because these are going through high-speed backbone routers, um, they're running at you know very fast, high frequencies, high throughput. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to open the packet and look at it, that's going to take a couple clock cycles. If you're going to actually go in and analyze the web pages that are individually being served and so forth, you need a lot of clock cycles. So you're talking about slowing it down. Yeah, well, you either slow it down or you have to have 
uh, the, these DPI boxes that run several times faster than the, the high-speed backbone network. Mm-hmm. And as and you're saying, the tech's not there yet? It's not there yet, but that's something that they want to do. Bell South was uh, pushing that years ago and really wanted to uh, charge these people like YouTube who are writing their, what they claimed was writing their network for free. So, you know, they, they do want to control the content. They do want to push it to consolidate the power and get it to a few key players and put everybody else in the super slow lane where you can still use those other websites and things, but it's going to take five. It's going to be like you're on dial up versus high speed if you're not on one of the approved sites for the carriers. You know, I, I see what you're saying, Sam, and it sounds a little conspiratorial to me. I understand that. Well, th- somebody will crop up that's going to serve that. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> hey, I mean, exactly. it, if you have to get a, if you have to get uh, HughesNet or whatever to to do your satellite internet, you'll you'll have that option. I mean, somebody in the marketplace will serve you. Well, it, but that's right, where exactly, the problem yeah. comes that, in. That's what I was going to suggest. Uh, and, and Mark just echoed Harry Brown, which I've already talked about how much I love Harry Brown on this show. But Harry Brown would say that if there's, if there's ever a thing that's, if there's ever something that's a problem in your life, you better bet your bottom dollar that there's somebody out there with a profit-seeking uh, motivation to solve that problem for you. Unfortunately, the government, the FCC, has come in and, and so tightly controlled Internet access, you're not going to be able to hook into a major provider's uh, backbone in order to get Internet traffic and serve that out to other customers unless you're jumping through all of the government's other hoops. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, that's the, where the problem lies for me. So the government created the problem in the first place yeah, by the government solution? By restricting the solution, so now the only way to either solve this is to get the government out of it completely or ensure that net neutrality continues long enough to get the word out so that, you know, the the explosion that's happening online with people coming across the message of, of freedom and liberty continues. It seems it's. I understand everything that you're saying, Sam, mm-hmm. but it still seems to me to be pretty paranoid. I mean, the online community is pretty in favor of freedom um, on, yeah, on I, the internet. I, I was actually working on projects doing DPI DPA. I worked with the people who wanted to put this into huh. their networks at Bell South, at AT and T, at Sprint. And and you're saying that all of the companies are just in favor of controlling and that there's nobody out there that's running any of the, the backbones or anything like that that would be in favor of freedom and say, no, we're not going to put these DPI, DPI things. It, well, I mean, it's a, it's a business issue for them. It was, um, hey, we've got we're, – we're having to uh, beef up the size of our network for all of these DSL customers who they're promising, you know, 10 meg or 1 meg service, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they know that most people aren't going to use anywhere near that. So they, uh, you know, sell more than what what they have capacity for. And so when they get caught, you know, playing that game, they have to spend money to upgrade their network. Well, they want to start charging these uh, high bandwidth YouTube providers and so forth for access to their customers. It's the same telephony model of of regulation and reciprocal compensation the other thing that i worked on being applied to internet traffic so that they can tax regulate it and create this model where the the small guys get pushed out of the market so are you saying support net neutrality well it's a, i'm saying it's a tough issue like abortion <laughs> for libertarians i've caught on this before and i just don't support the idea of government solutions for government problems thank you steve for the call appreciate you bringing that up 800-259-9231 don't take the 30 people Pieces of silver, it's Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of different ways for you to interact, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKI wiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can uh, edit whatever you see, pretty much. Wiki.freetalklive.com. And from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you likely ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And let me tell you, it just keeps getting better. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. In fact, uh, over at freekeen.com, where a number of free staters hang out, uh, we've just added a brand new blogger to the website, Brad Jardis, who we've had on this show many a time, formerly of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. He is now on board and is revealing some very interesting, shocking information at freekeen.com. All right, so uh, we continue and take your phone calls. You can bring up absolutely anything. We'll go to Enemy of the State in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Enemy. Hello, guys. What's on your mind? I catch up on the uh, net neutrality issue. Yes, sir. I I understand that Sam Sam stopped a little short of saying he supported it, but um, I wanted to kind of touch on it a little bit. I mean, we all know how much the state would just love to get more control over the Internet. And I view uh, uh, this whole um, net neutrality thing as, as nothing more than a giant Trojan horse for the state to get in. Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have a market issue working here where the, where the providers are, are looking at some major players like Google and, and Google's uh, um, YouTube and such and saying, you know, you guys should be paying us a little bit more for all of the traffic you're using, and, and so there. Do they pay anything right now? No, no. Okay. Other than I guess, well, they would have to pay for their for their general bandwidth, right? Right, Sam. I'm yeah, right. well, Google trunk line, but that may not be with uh, AT and T. Google may be using Sprint. Uh, they're going to pay for whatever bandwidth they need from Sprint, and then Sprint transports it to the backbone, and then they have. Uh, reciprocating agreements for for data traffic, but it's nowhere near you know what the voice traffic is because it doesn't have all the regulation and all the nonsense that's piled up over the last several decades. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the, by general principle, you just have to look at it and say it's a market issue that needs to be worked out. Um, the the providers and the and the users are going to kind of find find a happy place, but bringing the state in to promote so-called equity or, or you know, fairness is, is, again, just a giant Trojan horse, in my belief. Yeah, and there's always the possibility that the government will 
uh, create something that they call network neutrality. And this is kind of what you're touching on. And it just turns out to be entirely the opposite. If you actually go through and read what it is they're proposing, or it's just some kind of way for them to sort of get their finger, their foot in the door and, and start uh We decide what's important. The government could decide what's important, right? I mean, they could basically say, oh, yeah, well, net neutrality, except for here, here, and here, and here, where we don't like that. I mean, Obama's already signed an order that you can uh, shut down the Internet. We had the uh, former uh, cybersecurity chief quit because he said the uh, FBI or somebody was taking over the Internet. Uh, The ISPs are being forced to route their traffic off to the government. We have the server rooms in AT&T where they're just getting a a feed of the raw data traffic, which means they can decode it, store it, do whatever they want with it. Um, Cass Sunstein, the federal regulations are, is calling for... Uh, ban, you know, reinterpreting what free speech means. Uh, there's the mainstream media is already starting to demonize um, the bloggers and say they're they're like terrorists and they're you know because they're getting their butts kicked. Mainstream media yep. is on decline. The newspapers are in decline because oh man, newspapers are down eight percent now. <laughs> yeah, and they, I mean they just they just parrot the government's paradigm and perspective on things without really challenging anything. And that's what people see as, hey, we're being lied to here. We're not getting the full story. We've got to go online. And the government knows they're losing credibility. They're not able to get the same kind of mileage out of their propaganda as they used to when they controlled all of the mainstream media. And it was the sole source for people to go and get their news and information. So they want to find a way to control this. And these are guys that are stuck in this old paradigm and don't understand this whole Internet and the pipes and and things that it runs on. And to me, any other thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, if you bring in the state to so-called protect the, the consumer, uh, ultimately you just wind up with the uh, with the crony capitalism. They'll yep. they'll pick the winners and losers, and the and the giant corporatists will uh, will get the advantages, and they're the ones who are most connected to the state, and that's how you lead to that uh, that control and censorship, or what do I want to use more like a word like a manipulation, lapdog media type thing. Uh, that's where you'll get that from by by allowing the state to get in and regulate in the in the interest of quote unquote fairness. So that I, that's kind of sums up where I'm at. You know, I don't. It's not that I support net neutrality or I want to see it uh, go away or whatever. I know it's a it's a critically important issue for what's happening out in the world today, and I think it's something that people need to keep an eye on because there's no telling which way they're going to try and seize control of. Uh, you know, the Internet or regulate it or license it, but it's they'll try. Clear. You can They're, count on yeah, that. That's what you can count on. So it's something that I think liberty activists should keep a close eye on. How many of us use the Internet to, to engage in activism or network? Well, that's why I, I'm not as concerned, uh, despite all the scary stuff that could happen. I'm not so concerned because I've seen over the years a lot of scary stories pop up about the Internet mm-hmm. and I've seen the Internet weather at all. I've seen the, the I mean, even there's a lot of people on the internet that would not identify as libertarians in many ways would not be liberty oriented mm-hmm. but they absolutely support liberty on the internet because they don't they see how great it is and they don't want to lose that and i trust that the internet marketplace will do what it takes to uh, to keep itself as free as possible i i think it will stay free but um how hard can they make it is the question 
You and can, people will be obedient, so yeah. who knows? I mean, we'll, I mean, you can still go out and download music online for free, but it's it's much easier to just go into the Apple Store nowadays and buy something, or because they've made it harder and harder to to you know get the stuff for free or get the so called pirate software or songs or whatever it Thanks, is. Thanks, enemy of the state, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Is it that much harder to get py- uh, file shared stuff these days? I mean, I've always kind of been in the loop on that. Right. So. I am not. If if somebody said go out and find uh, "Rock Me Like a Hurricane" on the internet for free, I'm not going to be able to download that as an in an MP3 inside of a day's time. I think you could. I could. You could. Find I know you it could pretty easily, but can you find it at the right quality level with all of the uh, proper album and artist and label tags and so forth? Do you want a quality collection or do you want something that's been cobbled together from various well, collections and who knows mostly what you're getting? I use the internet the way. Sam's talking about. I go to these major sites. Uh, sometimes yeah. I certainly go to links that people send me and stuff like that. But I, I use the internet like you know most people use the internet. I go to Facebook. I go to Google. Uh, you know, I, I guess I don't use Google. A start page is my my search engine. But I'm sure that I know that I use some Google services. Uh, you know, there's there's just the certain sites I go to, and and that's good enough for me. By the way, the numbers on the newspapers from Bloomberg's BusinessWeek.com. Circulation continues to drop severely at U.S. newspapers. Over just a six-month reporting period, uh, the figures released show that the average weekday circulation has fallen 8.7% in the six months that ended March 31st. So that's after fall, after fall, after fall. It's now down another 8.7%. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, and those features include our bulletin board system. You can interact with a bunch of other listeners, over 500,000 posts, lots to talk about, and it's virtually unmoderated, so keep that in mind. You don't know what you're going to see there bbs.freetalklive.com memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery memorydealers.com all right, 800-259-9231. So a little bit more here about the newspaper, uh, the big media, old media decline, as uh, Bloomberg is reporting at businessweek.com. Figures showing from the uh, from the Audit Bureau of Circulations show average weekday circulation of U.S. newspapers fell 8.7% in six months that ended March 31st, compared with the same period a year earlier. Sunday circulation fell 6.5%. Now, look how they spin this. That's a slight improvement from April through September of last year, when average weekday circulation dropped 10.6% 
from a year earlier <laughs> in Sunday. So basically, we we're not bleeding as bad. Yeah. We aren't falling towards the ground quite as quickly. <laughs> There's been an up, a little upgust. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the 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 wound is clotting a little, so the blood is uh, is starting to flow a little slower. Basically, you know, uh, we were talking about this during the break, and I I I feel like newspapers should push those coupons more. Um, you know, I, maybe maybe you young people don't want to use coupons. I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't use coupons. Why not? They they che- make things cheaper. Because I don't want to buy the newspaper and spend the time to look look through them. They, they, I guess. I guess. Um, so yeah, maybe I, I wonder about that. It's an interesting question. I mean, how many people in uh, younger demographics actually use coupons? I would imagine that. Of course, then again, I'm not exactly scraping by. Um, but the, that's a, that is a good question. What are your experiences with coupons? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Are you a coupon user? Uh, are there ways to get your hands on coupons outside of uh, purchasing the newspaper? Because you'd have to have a subscription to the paper. Uh, in order to get your hands on their coupons in the first place. And so what you're saying is you can get more from the coupons than the cost of the, the newspaper. Well in excess. Presuming you want the products that are being advertised in the Do you the go to the grocery the store? Place. Do you live in a household? I mean, they, they offer a lot of things there. I guess it just all depends. We'd love your experiences if you want to share them at 800-259-9231. Uh, so there's, so they're claiming it's a slight improvement. Anyway, even so, the 20, top 25 newspapers in the country showed some huge circulation losses. The San Francisco Chronicle's weekday circulation dropped nearly 23% from the year before to 241,330. Huge. The Washington Post average weekday circulation fell 13.1% to 578,482 and also dropped 8.2% on Sundays. USA Today lost 13.6% of its circulation and uh, that extended a slump that began in a slowdown with a slowdown in travel during the recession which trimmed sales where USA Today is especially popular in places like hotels and airports. Uh, in a way, the new circulation figures mirror the industry's advertising trends. While most major newspapers continue to see ad revenue decline compared with year-ago figures, the drop is becoming less extreme. Newspapers are getting some help from easy comparisons. They are holding their latest ad numbers up to results from the depths of the recession. But economic improvement is also starting to restore advertising budgets. Is it possible for newspapers to turn this around? I don't think so. I doubt it, No. I mean, there's there are so many ways for people to share news online through their uh, smartphones and so forth. We have Twitter revolutionizing the way news is reporting, breaking stories often way before the the mainstream folks do. Not just sharing it, but customizing it to receive exactly what you're looking for. Exactly, and uh, you know the the newspapers are sticking with their same old model of yesterday's news today at noon, and you know in the local papers case here. They're they're not creating an online community that gets people involved. I, I think there are things they could do. I don't know what the answers are. I'm not in the newspaper business, but I don't think they're really trying. They're, yeah, they're, I see the local newspaper just slitting their throat yeah. slowly. I how mean, do we how do we tweak our same model to make it work now? And what yeah. they need is a complete overhaul. Well, that's that's tends to be the business uh, kind of the, the the viewpoint of an old business, right? Mm-hmm. A an old school mentality business that is being run by people that have always been in the business. They're afraid to bring some young young person in to try to revolutionize the uh, the paper because they're where they're going to lose their job to that young person if they actually do what they're intending to do. Mm-hmm. So they keep things the you know. 
status quo and they looked at they look at cutting costs and one of the things that they've done a couple of things they've done here locally and maybe you've seen things like this at your local uh, local newspaper if they haven't gone out of business yet uh, is they cut down the thickness of the paper as far as they took out sections of the paper they just made it a smaller paper they raised the price Twice since I've lived here, I think, uh, in the three years that I've lived here in Keene, they've raised the price. Just recently, they slashed their production costs again by taking the size of the paper. They, they uh, made the print smaller, and then they cut the size of the paper down. So the actual width of the paper, it doesn't even fit into the window of the the paper vending machines. I mean, it fits, but it doesn't fill the window. So there's like an inch and a half or two inches now where it's just there's just blank space there. So you can tell that it's a it's a skinny paper now. It just it felt pathetic before and it's not to say they're doing a bad job reporting on things i still think their coverage is good i think that they're they're fair in the way that they report things mm-hmm. uh i don't have any problem with with the, the paper as a whole it's just that they're not doing anything really that's too uh, evolutionary if you will they're not really moving forward they're going through that cost cutting measure and radio has had that problem in the past as well where radio would have a has had a tough time dealing with with uh you know the challenges of new media and some of their answers to their their challenges is well let's see how many uh, uh commercial avails we can shove into the uh right. in, into a given hour and, and how many how staff many... members can we cut yeah you know i mean how how many people do we really need to run this radio station what what can we do to cut our costs rather than reinvesting into new ideas new talent new thoughts but it's important to remember employees people working for somebody else are are in a, in some form risk averse, and it's going to be the entrepreneurs who are willing to take the mm-hmm. risk, who are willing to reinvent and and turn an industry on its head, that are going to end up replacing those people. A part of it's just sort of the the natural way the uh, whole employment game works. So, somebody in the radio industry uh, came up with an idea, and uh, they said that instead of a radio station, we are now a website. That happens to have a radio signal as a marketing device. And I think I, that's a good that's shift smart, in perspective. Yeah. Right, it is, and it you know it allows people who are outside the market to be uh, you know they so they they really they really played up the website and it, their website was great. It was very interactive. It gave people what they wanted. It gave them got them connected to the community. It it um, it, mm. it had advertise it had people uh, you know businesses on there that weren't advertisers, including but you could upsell advertisers from there. It, it gave the sort of freemium model. It uh, they they really. They really went and ran with it, and I think that uh, radio could learn something from that particular uh, radio station. And their, you know, their dial position slips my mind. I think it was down in Louisiana someplace. That reminds me, you mentioned the community aspect of, of building a community of readers. The new local newspapers, I think they've done a few things right. I don't want to be completely critical of them. One of the things they've done is they've got themselves a Facebook profile, and people are fanning mm-hmm. them on Facebook, and that's good. And something else they did that I thought was pretty cool when I saw their paper recently, but I'm not a subscriber, so obviously it ain't cool enough. Uh, but uh, when I when I saw their paper, they have a section where they print comments from their website. That's smart. Yeah, you know, kind is. of crossing uh, over between the formats, uh, melding, uh, converging, if you will. But one thing that they don't do is they don't let you. Uh, they don't let the public read the articles on their website past seven days. So once seven days goes by, everything hits a paywall. And if you're on the internet and you click a link to their website. 
it comes up says well sorry you can't see this it's older than seven days you have to subscribe to our paper well how am i gonna know that i want to subscribe to your paper i can't read your stories and that community aspect is is wiped out by that because sometimes they'll post something there'll be a story or a letter to the editor that gets a lot of comments uh there was one of mine and there's been this discussion recently on the the newspaper locally about free staters and liberty activists and the the comments have exploded they've had a hundred comments in a week's time which is a lot for a local small paper in a smaller area and then after seven days it just goes away you can't talk anymore the conversation is over so they really have done a lot to really cut out the conversation but there are other papers in the state that leave their uh, their articles up how can they survive i mean come on clearly it's something you can do they're being greedy it's free talk live We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call. If you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there, including our uh, webcam, which apparently is, I don't know, some people are saying they're having problems with it. It's always so frustrating when people say they have problems with it because, while some people aren't having problems, some people are having problems. What are you supposed to do about that? It's a free service, you know? Although I actually paid money for the, the program that streams so i would expect that if i'm if i'm paying for something i should be able to get a little bit better service maybe i should mention something to the provider but hey when it works it's really nice cam.freetalklive.com brought to you by memorydealers.com we'll do our best to uh, try to remedy that all right by the way government is good it keeps you safe and solves important problems in your life the people who work in government are helpful wise and often heroic visionaries willing to make incredible personal sacrifices to make sure that america will forever remain the most awesome and righteous place in the entire galaxy but you should already know all this unless you weren't paying attention in the 12 years of government school that the government forced you uh, to attend that the government controlled that the government forced your parents to pay for by regularly threatening to steal your family home School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education, the threats and theft necessary to maintain it, and the dangerous nonsense it pounds into impressionable young minds. Please visit the new site at schoolsucksproject.com to make a profile, join the forums, and help these ideas spread. That's schoolsucksproject.com. We go to your phone calls. David is in New Hampshire. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Um, hi. Uh I live in Keene, and I know there's some people that object to the free stater people. Sure. But, but um, I don't at all. And I'm glad you all speak out and stuff, especially um, when you all talk about, well, you talked about some officers that like sounded like they were misbehaving earlier. And um, I think it's good when you speak about that, even if you all name names of the of the officers. And also, I was going to say, you all speak out about, like, what. there's a part of the message that I hear is there's stuff that's wrong going on. There's, everything isn't right right now. There's wrong, it's much wrong stuff going on. And um, 
Well, there and are some people that want to pretend like everything is okay. They want to, or that uh, that everything is just peachy, like exactly, are, or or that they'll acknowledge that there are some problems. But Ian, this is the way it has to be. I mean, this is the best system out there, right? Because it's a democracy. Yeah, if you don't like it, leave. <laughs> and also, I like that you all speak out because as some of those people that that are disagreeing, I think, um, you know, it's it's partially a case of. Oh, when they came for whoever, I didn't speak out. Well, yeah. if if somebody came and and they got a taste of some of the stuff that you all speak about, they'd they'd have a big eye opener. They sure would. In fact, and they would appreciate some of what you're saying. I think it, it, uh, it's unfortunate that that's what it takes for a lot of people. Is it takes some sort of an incident to happen to shatter their illusions about what the government really is. And the government is force. It's a violent, uh, coercive monopoly. It's a monopoly on violence, and uh, and they threaten people left and right. But there's a certain category of people. And they tend to be, you know, the people that are uh, called maybe the respectables. You might want to use that term. Mark uses that. I like it. Uh, these people that, you know, they they drive around the Lexus, uh, the Lexi, and the the nice cars. Middle and, class, upper middle class. Yeah, and they don't uh, you know, upper class. They uh, tend to be. They tend to be of the ethnic groups uh, that that are in control. White people. Um, you know, they tend to be male. Um, you know, the, 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 those are the respectables. It's less likely that they will be molested uh, directly by some government. Uh, person, some government bureaucrat, uh, or and even if they are, it's more likely that they will be molested in a more pleasant fashion than a uh, a more violent fashion. Than yeah, and and hey, the whole government system is really working great for them. They're able to wield the power of government to to benefit them and their friends, and and they don't see a problem with it. David, any other thoughts? No, I just appreciate you guys and keep, guys and keep doing what you do. That's well, all. good. Thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. You know, I, I should have mentioned for respectables. Respectables are definitely not atheists, um, and if they are atheists, they are not the kind of atheists that speak out about their uh, their feelings. Mm-hmm. They're you know the the kind of people that uh, believe you know the mainstream Christian message, or they choose to not speak out against it because it, it you know it doesn't benefit them. Uh, respectables are also going to be largely uh, heterosexual. Um, you know, they're they're not going to really care about other people's problems in that uh, in that arena. The people you see at a fundraising dinner. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that paid uh, $250 a plate. Yeah. All right. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the newspapers, just to get back to real quick here to the uh, the story we were kind of talking about, these declining uh, old media. And newspapers, they've got it bad. I mean, television, radio, they're doing all right. They've been, they, they're down. They're declining. Uh, yeah. They're down. But a lot of people are down in, the, uh, in this particular economy. But newspapers... They have this competition from the Internet that is unprecedented, uh, that they, even without the economic downturn, would still be having a very difficult time dealing with. And as we we're talking about, they don't have the innovators. And, and what new innovator wants to invest in a printing press? What uh, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Sam, that, uh, that it's the innovators, the, the new people entrance into a marketplace that revolutionize things. But how many people are saying to themselves – 
how many 20-year-old uh, millionaires or whatever are saying to themselves, I want to spend my hundreds of thousands on a printing press and open up a daily newspaper? Yeah, and we'll have really big sheets of paper that you have to fold and hold way out open with and, really and, small print that's and they hard get, to it gets read. And it gets your fingers dirty. Oh, yeah. Turn black. Yeah, this yeah. is a really great business plan. What else can we do? So <laughs> who's doing that? I, it's just not happening. Uh, otherwise, no, they're, they're saying let's come up with an iPhone app that we can sell in the Apple store to uh, you know, collate these news sources or do something unique. I'm really interested in, uh, you know, because business people tend to be the most conservative people out there. What works, what has worked all along, you know, they don't they don't like to change. And when I, when I mean conservative, I mean conservative in the sense that they don't they don't like change. They don't know what to do with change. Because it's their dollar that goes, it's their thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars that go into advertising to bring people through the, through, through the door. And I wonder when newspaper and the yellow pages, the yellow pages, Ian, <laughs> when was the last time you used this device? This, I've uh, used the yellow pages. In the last year? Um, I've used it in the last couple of years, I would say. In the last couple of years, you've used the yellow pages. These people pay tens of thousands of dollars a year to be in the yellow pages so that the people of the age group 40 and under can ignore them i when i go online to look for things yeah about the only time that i find myself using the yellow pages is if i'm calling like a plumber i'm i'm going to want to know local plumbers in the city that can be over pretty quick to work on whatever or you can you know, still go plumber keen new hampshire um on you can, on yeah. startpage.com and you're there that tends to be what i do although i'll admit there have been some times when i've went to to look at the ads in the in the yellow pages yeah, to see sometimes who's buying what ads i think restaurants i like uh you know i like that too but you know it but it's an old model and it's uh, an uh, old know, model the days the days are numbered i mean who but it, they're still getting the lion's share of the ad revenue in the newspaper and the uh, um, and the yellow pages. I think part of newspapers' problem is just like uh, the radio stations that play the top forty, the same twenty songs, and then they have another twenty in a lesser rotation that they cycle through. Is they're appealing to this one mainstream mass audience that's mm-hmm. as large as they can get to bring in all the advertisers, like you're saying. And what's happening is they've they've sort of fallen back on this limited marketplace by the FCC or by the you know, the hurdles to get into the business. Well, those have been wiped out by the Internet. We're seeing unprecedented choices in news coverage. People are able to really specialize and find news that's targeted specifically to the things that they're interested in. And no one company is going to be able to maintain that same kind of market share. And that's the upset that's sort of reinventing the whole uh uh, news delivery or, or information delivery marketplace. And, and that's what's happening with uh, the fractionalizing that you're talking about is ha- what's happening with music uh, mm-hmm. radio. I, you know, th- there was a time when I'd turn on the music radio and I'd listen to it and I'd enjoy getting the local ads and stuff like that. But, you know, I was listening for the music I was listening for and every once in a while they play a song I really loved. Now I get go to Pandora. I you know I have one of several channels I've made mm-hmm. for myself. Sometimes I want to hear the Carpenters. Sometimes I want to hear Alanis Morissette. Yeah, I like the uh, soft <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, sometimes I want to hear the the, the punk rock stuff from uh, back in the eighties. But I listen to you know these are the things I want to hear, and I turn them on. They're awesome. How many teenagers are luddites? How many of them say I just I don't I don't own a cell phone? Darn this technology! I'm not interested in it. How many teenagers are luddites? A few. Really? Just to be just to be uh, just probably, to be different. Yeah, just to be different. There's probably a few of them out there. But for the most part, uh, these newspapers 
are going to die off as the Luddites, the older Luddites, yeah. uh, pass away mm-hmm. year after year. They're going to have a tougher and tougher time. Anyway, it's been uh, Ian with you. And Sam I am. And Mark. Don't forget to visit us online at freetalklive.com and Sam's website as well, obscuredtruth.com. We will see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And today I have with me a an activist from Ohio that I want to ask some questions of. Uh, Jason Rink. Jason, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Mark. Sure. <laughs> my, ple- uh, my pleasure. Thanks for coming on. So um, I, you, you got recommended by w- the, the show's big patron, Jason Osborne, and um, he said that you're a, you're a dynamo over there. And I know that you've, you've got a, a sort of a Liberty newspaper that you're running, and um, you're doing all kinds of acti- activism, speaking at uh, tea parties and things like that. Tell, tell me what you're, what, you, what you're up to. Well, um, basically, you know, I'm one of the type of guys who got uh, involved in everything through the Ron Paul campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, Started the Columbus, Ohio meetup back then. And when the campaign was over, started an organization called the Ohio Freedom Alliance so we could keep the Liberty Groups network together and keep the communication and education going um, afterwards. And so that is what what has been going on since about um, mid-2008. And, you know, we've done a number of different things uh, to organize the, the activist groups statewide. Um, we've, we've got an organization now called the Ohio Liberty Council where we've got 40-plus um, Tea Party, 912 Glenn Beck groups, and then libertarian groups that are networked together. Um, and we're working together to accomplish um, things that we can agree on and have in common as far as legislation is concerned and as far as, um, you know, education is concerned. <coughs> Excuse me. I, <coughs> I was trying to ask you a question and inhaled. Um, the, uh, it brings up a question for me, which is, um, you know, a lot of these tea parties, they've been critiqued in many ways. And I don't think this is true for every tea party, or I don't even know if it's true for most of them. But um, they've been critiqued for being just essentially rep- Republican recruiting grounds. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I think that that is sort of the the battle uh, that's going on right now. You know, when you look at sort of the liberty movement as a whole or the, the recent resurgence, I think there's really three groups, and it's it's the Ron Paul libertarian uh, side. You've got the Glenn Beck, which tends to be some social conservative types, and then the Tea Partiers, which are, you know, fiscal conservatives. And so there's all these areas of overlap, but then where we get into disagreement is essentially – on the war issues, the war on drugs, the the war in Iraq, um, you know, the war on personal privacy, and those are the the places where a lot of the Republican leaning conservatives, um, I think, it, the challenge is to get them to be constitutionally consistent in their views and and helping them to understand that you know the GOP and the the leading conservatives out there don't have consistent views when it comes to the Constitution on these war issues. So that's the challenge and the opportunity, as I see it. Um, you know, the Cincinnati Tea Party I spoke at here last week, Sean Hannity was supposed to headline it, 
Um, and I, I don't have any good words for that guy. Um, <laughs> He's a nice guy. I've I've spoken to him. I've spoken to him before, and he he was he was pleasant when I spoke to him. But you know, people have said uh, he's a nice guy about a lot of really despicable people in history too. So go ahead. Well, that's yeah, that's true. And, and you know, I don't know. I haven't spoke to him personally. I just you know, obviously, you know, he he seems to want to promote the Republican Party, um, and I think he's one of the guys who is is possibly going to be involved in moving this Tea Party uh, movement more to the Republican right uh, than where I think it should be. And, you know, what I, what I think the opportunity is, is, you know, at this, at this Cincinnati Tea Party, there was 10,000 people there, a lot of them coming to see Sean Hannity. So the opportunity is to get in front of those people and begin to talk about some of the things that Ron Paul talks about uh, regarding foreign policy, regarding irresponsible spending under George Bush, who they still, a lot of them revere. And, and really, he, he wasn't conservative in any way. And so that's the opportunity. And I think we can reach people as we try to infiltrate, you know, them with more libertarian ideas, which is really, you know, that's where our history is with the founders, is, is the, way I, the way I think the thing is going. So... Um, yeah, so there's definitely a danger, but I, I think the founders had uh, you know ideas of smaller government. Certainly, I, do, I don't think they could have imagined a government as intrusive as ours. I think some of them probably would have gone for it. You know, there's 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 good founders and bad founders out there, but <laughs> you know, that's the way that goes. Yeah, and and I think I think the the idea here is you know the Republican Party as it exists now is sort of the party of Alexander Hamilton and the big government crew uh, of the founders and, and throughout history, that struggle between those who wanted that strong central government and those who wanted a more decentralized government. And so the Republicans are, you know, they use the rhetoric that they're for smaller government, but it's, it's like Judge Andrew Napolitano says, you know, it's just big government uh, under a different name and under different programs. And so I just think that right now we have a great opportunity to, to begin to talk about these things, uh, to get in front of and try to network with these Tea Party groups. And, and sure, some of them are going to disagree uh, with, the, with the libertarian ideals, but I think a lot of them are very receptive to it. And I, I've seen minds changed on the issue of the war, for example. You know, I think that uh, I, I think that as the war progresses and 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 drags out and drags out, that people get more and you know less and less inclined to be interested in it. And uh, I don't know whether that's necessarily good or bad. I mean, it seems to me that uh, Iraq is still going on. Um, it you know it's not it's not catching headlines, and the troops aren't engaging the enemy, whoever that might be, um, on a regular basis. But we're spending just as much money housing just as many people over there as the uh, as were there when we were much more engaged. So I don't know that. Well, yeah, I agree. You know, something you just said there, Mark, is the idea here is, is that while Iraq is sort of on you know going away from the headlines, you don't hear about it. That just makes it more likely that we could have a. a pretty large presence there forever, because as long as we're distracted by, you know, these other conflicts, then, you know, we end up just having bases there for another 10, 20 years, and nobody talks about it anymore. And, you know, oh, it's only going to be 50,000 troops over there or whatever. Uh, it's still, you know, just the expanded empire. Yeah, and I just... so I think you're right, is there's a danger in this sort of leaving the forefront of people's minds. One of the things I wanted to, to mention is, you know, I, I used to be a pastor, 
And one of the, the groups of people that I really try am trying to reach out to is the Christian conservatives, because a lot of them are starting to get involved in this Tea Party movement, and yet uh, when it comes to the war and when it comes to some other issues of liberty, um, you know, again, they are they're still just uh, beholden to the Republican Party. So I just wrote a book called Disciple of Liberty, which is geared towards sort of, sort of exposing Christian conservatives to uh, the libertarian ideas and sort of tying it in with the message of, of Christianity. You know, I, being a, a Quaker, I, I find it very, very difficult to coincide beliefs of Christianity and, and uh, you know, <laughs> love and forgiveness and mercy and all these things that Jesus brought to us and war. It just They just don't yeah, fit together yeah. to me. Yeah, and one of the things I, I mentioned in this, in this book is really the impact that the Iraq occupation has had on the, the Christian church in Iraq. It's really been, you know, damaged. And, you know, under the tyrant Saddam Hussein, uh, you know, the Christian church lived in peace, relative peace. And now they've been dis- dispersed and their, their lives are in danger and everything. And mm-hmm. not to say that that's not true of other people groups as well over there, but things are really a mess over there in the vacuum that was created when Saddam Hussein was taken out, um, it's allowed things to, to escalate in, in some ways. Yeah, that, that, that can't be good. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, I think that um, many people in the conservative movement movement do need to, to step down, take a look at their values. That's where I came from. Um, I did it before the Ron Paul thing came about. But, um, you know, I, I, whatever wakes us up is what wakes us up. And, um, you know, you've got to use whatever opportunity you, you, you can. So um, at, at many of these tea parties, are you hearing issues? Uh, like what I hear is that, um, you know, certainly they talk about fiscal conservatism and that's great. It's, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, that's, you know, I, the economic side is the side that uh, really speaks to me. But I hear that there's a lot of the social conservative stuff that goes on in these these rallies. And, um, you know, is there... Did you do you hear that very much? I mean, what's it like? You're you're going to these tea parties, the big ones. I haven't been to. I don't think I've actually been to a real tea party. If I I just kind of wandered by one of them one time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think um, you're going to hear some social conservative stuff. I mean, you know, Joe the plumber was at uh, uh, the Cincinnati Tea Party, and you know, talk about leveraging your 15 minutes of fame, and he was there, uh, and he he brought up the social issues about you know, abortion and, and gay marriage and these things. But really, I haven't heard much of that. Um, I know there's a lot of people who, who are going to find that issue important. I don't really speak for Ohio, but I do know that a lot of the key leaders of some of these Tea Party organizations are actually more libertarian than Republican. So I think we're lucky in that, um, in that way, a lot of the people who have found themselves in the leadership have helped to keep this on course. Now, now one of the things that is troubling is the immigration issue, um, because I was just at an event the other day, and I, I heard a guy talk about this Arizona legislation, and he says, well, if they want to avoid uh, discrimination, then we should just allow the police to ask anyone for their identification at any time. Well, that's what the police and, I mean, are know, allowed to do, actually. The wrong, the wrong answer. Yeah, it's um well as I understand it they they wouldn't be able to discriminate based on, you know, someone's ethnicity, so they do, the police do have the power now. I don't know when the the law gets implemented, but it has been uh okayed signed by the governor. 
So it, it has gone. It's yeah. signed into law. I don't know when it starts, but um, the police do actually have the power to ask anyone for a uh, for for their identification. And if they can't produce identification, I guess they can uh, they can take them into custody and then uh, do what it takes to ascertain their their country of origin. So essentially, they have the right to lock anybody up who doesn't have a driver's license on them, uh, you know, whatever a satisfactory form of identification is for the officer. And um, every, they have the right to detain anyone that they wish just to the for the purpose of seeing their ID. Well, you know, and, and that's this is a key issue, I think, to wake Republicans up to, is this idea that, you know, under the Bush administration and under the Patriot Act, Republicans were silent, didn't care that, you know, the Second and Fourth Amendment were violated through the Patriot Act because they agreed on who the enemy was, right? So, oh, yeah, it's only going to be used on the bad guys. Well, as, as those powers are handed to administrations that they are less likely to trust, you know, then they should start to worry about this being used on them. And it sure doesn't help to have conservatives who, or anyone out there who's saying, oh, the police should just be able to ask anyone for ID at any time. I mean, that is, you know, a smacks of ignorance of, you know, history of other, you know, other dictatorships that have arisen in power. So this yep. is a big deal. The immigration thing is a problem. You know, the um, unfortunately for Republicans uh, or the conservative types, I guess, is that they believe that uh, somehow, uh, you know, bureau- the bureaucracies and the government is it's too big. It's too intrusive. Uh, you know, the, the, the these bureaucrats shouldn't be in our lives and managing our futures and, and uh, you know, mortgaging our kids future and all that other stuff until you put a gun in the hand of that bureaucrat and then suddenly and fly the flag behind them. And suddenly then their hands go over their hearts. They sing God bless America at the top of their voices. And and they those cops and those firefighters and those, uh, you know, soldiers, they can do nothing wrong. And I'm not saying that I want bad things for our cops, our firefighters, and our soldiers. I am a firefighter. Um, but what I am saying is that this is just, uh, these are just bureaucrats that happen to be, uh, that they happen to be, uh, you know, somehow lionized for whatever reason. And they're still run by the government. They're still incentivized in the same way as every other government bureaucracy out there. Ask somebody who's been in, uh, in, in the military. Ask somebody who's been in, uh, worked for law enforcement if these are, well, efficient organizations, and I'm sure they'll tell you exactly the opposite. Yeah, and the other thing that's interesting about that is, like, you know, th- th- this whole paradigm of sort of worshiping the the law enforcement and the military in this country is, is very bizarre because, uh, you know, like John McCain, you know, no matter what he does to, to screw over the American public as a senator, it's like his service record you know, sort of covers a multitude of sins. Yet if you have, you know, military veterans returning from the Middle East who are opposed to the war, suddenly those guys, their military record doesn't cover the multitude of sins of them speaking out against what's happening. So it's, you know, as long as you, you know, continue to wave the flag and sing God bless America and say we can do no wrong and believe that we have this moral authority in the world, you know, then you're okay. But uh, and that's a problem, you know. That is really the big blind spot, I think. Um, and it's it's a risk that we have of being painted as unpatriotic and that we don't love America because we want to question foreign policy or police state powers. Yeah, somehow uh, loving America now means killing little brown people all around the world um, and not questioning the, the use of uh, the military-industrial complex. I 
you know, I don't really care about the title American or whatever. You know, they they can paint whatever term they want on me. It's to me, America, um, America really is its government, and I don't have much nice to say about its government. Otherwise, it's just some lines in a sand that some people live in. I like those people. I believe that those people generally have a sort of a historical, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I guess, conversation going on uh, for them about liberty. But I'm, you know, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a China that's getting more uh, free and I'm seeing an America that's getting less free. I think that uh, America should look at its, uh, you know, immigration policy because American citizens may want be wanting to sneak over to China or down to South America for better jobs and better way of life here in the next couple of generations. So we ought to just consider what we're doing to our kids. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, this idea of wanting to build a fence around the United States definitely makes it harder for us to get out of here if that, if that becomes necessary. So, um, but, yeah, you know, that's that's the problem. And, and there's just, you know, this this debate, though, needs to become – I do hope Ron Paul runs for, for re-election in, in 20 – or front, runs for presidency in 2012 just because I want to see these issues continue to be brought to the forefront – and I, I don't know if there's going to be any other candidates out there who will do that in such a clear manner. Well, I hope somebody picks up the uh, the, the, the 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 standard, um, you know, the the sort of Republican libertarian standard out there. I hope there's a Democrat uh, libertarian that runs too, and uh, you know, a libertarian libertarian that's worth their salt. I mean, I'm I'm for all of it. I want as much libertarian conversation going on in the uh, in in the election as possible, but. I you know I, I don't think that the public is going to vote for how old Ron's going to be at seventy seventy six um in uh, t- he might even be older in uh, twenty twelve yeah I mean well, that, he's not much older than Reagan was I think so and, and they sure love that guy really so, Reagan was that old when he got elected I'll have to look that up on Wikipedia uh, but yeah he's he's close he's in the seventies I believe so but anyway um yeah so you know we are definitely at a at an amazing time where. You know, politics used to be one of those, you know, taboo subjects, and now, you know, this type of stuff is water cooler talk at the, at the workplace, and, you know, a lot of people are, are, are talking and asking questions than, than ever before. So, again, I just think it's an opportunity. Um, I'm not sure where this is all going to go, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit afraid of Republicans getting back in power and people well, here. thinking everything is okay. Yeah, same here. You know, the 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 fight for freedom or the uh, the 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 journey towards freedom is not over uh, once the Republicans get back in power. And I don't know many people think that. And that's it, you know, it's I I fell for that contract with America bullcrap, um, you know, a decade ago, and I'm not going to fall for it again. And that's uh, one of my one of my concerns with the Tea Party. Jason, I appreciate you being on. I've got to run. Um, if people want to find out more about you, how can they uh, look you up? Uh, just go to my website, jasonrink, R-I-N-K, dot com. We've got links to all my favorite organizations, and I'll end up putting a link to uh, your uh, radio program there because I love what you're doing. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Thanks, Mark. Good evening to you. Bye-bye. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. 
You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.